My nigga too for the goat, these other niggas basic. Say what? No nigga rich and silver chain around the Say what? ATL show coming for their neck. Say what? We gon' say it all different from the rest. Say what? ATL show know that we the best. Say what? Yeah, who was that? ATL show coming live. Speak about the world. Know that we a show. We got Anthony, Tiama, Legacy, the podcast. On God, we're taking over with the ATL show. Accessories definitely have the bling and everything in between. Tiama Copeland is your independent paparazzi agent. Join her live online Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join her on Facebook at Tiama Sweetness Copeland or her fan page, Just in Time Accessories. Or you can find her on YouTube at Tiama Harris. That once again is just in time. Accessories. Everything is only five dollars. Nickel and lead free jewelry. Tayama Copeland, independent paparazzi agent. Just in time accessories. Definitely have the bling and everything in between. Check her out. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Get in here, get in here, get in here. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. How you doing all you kings and queens, you movers and shakers, ballers and boosters, you saints and ain'ts. <laughs> Mr. Anthony Brown, welcome to the Anthony Brown Show. This episode and series we call the ATL Show. I'm joined this evening by the very lovely, my co-host, Miss Tayama Weakness. Hey, everybody. And Miss T. Savage, the bold and beautiful. Hola, como estas? <laughs> so fresh and so clean. Who let the dogs out, Mr. Legacy, the great. 
What it is, what it is. ATL, ho. For sure, ATL, ho. That's it. We have a very special guest with us tonight. Um, Mr. S is your last name pronounced Selah? Yeah, Selah. Okay, I, I was saying that all week, and I was like, I hope, I hope I'm saying it right. I'm joined by, by Mr. Sam Selah. Yeah, Selah V, okay. By Mr. Um, he's on here tonight to share with us his story and his journey. And if you guys have any questions, by all means, you type them down in the comment section and the questions will show up on the screen like so. And Sam will be able to answer your questions as well as ours. So, um, also, to remind you, this almost slipped my mind. Also, to remind you guys that the month of March is National Women's History Month. And the color that they uh, commemorate is purple. So that's why we have all the purple on the screen and everything to, to commemorate women in history. But unfortunately, um, because of tonight's show and the topic and the time frame, we're not necessarily going to feature any particular woman, but I am going to show you this one video that highlights several women. So I'm going to show this video and then we'll get right into to, um, tonight's topic. So when you're told you're not good enough, you tell them, not only am I good enough, I'm more than enough. When they say, send her back home, you tell them I am home. I am the foundation of what we call home. When they tell you that you're angry or nasty, you tell them that they're mistaken. This is me. This is me being resolute and standing firmly in my truth. And when they say you're not beautiful, you tell them that you are the descendant of royalty. And you So that's our little powerful message and dedication to National History Month for, for women. Um, so we're going to show, um, welcome Kevin. I'm going to show. Hi, Kevin. Peace, peace. What it is, what it is. Peace. How you guys doing? Awesome. We're great. We're great. Glad to have you with us tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and show Sam's, um, or let me go back over. Um, you didn't probably didn't hear this part, Kevin. I'm saying, um, basically, what we're going to do, we're going to allow Sam to show a video from Sam's um, YouTube channel. I'm going to show a video from you, Kevin. Actually, I'm going to show. You notice something? I love it. This is Kevin's shirt, y'all. Anyway, um, I'm going to show the original video from you, Kevin, the one that, um, that how I found you. I'm going to show that video. And. Um, if anybody have any questions or comments, whatever, they'll put them in the comment section and then they'll show up on the screen like so. You can answer anybody's questions and we'll just go from there. And it's, it's uh, um, no judgment environment. Um, it's not a not a bashing session. It's definitely not a debate. Um, but we're just going to answer questions from both points of view. Nobody move, nobody get hurt. Okay. <laughs> Look, this is a stick up. It's a stick up. <laughs> okay, so let me um find the first video. Is 
Sam. Do I believe in God? Right? If I believe in God, do I believe there's a heaven and a hell? 
and if there are a heaven and a hell, what separates the people who go to heaven versus the people who go to hell? And understanding those verses and realizing for me, being with God is more important than my sexual orientation, right? Because heaven, really what it is, is a place with God. Hell is a place without God, right? So by accepting God into my life and following Jesus, I am walking towards heaven, right? I'm, I'm literally walking towards God, right? I'm starting to form this relationship with the Holy One. But again, it was very scary because I'm also like, well, God, I mean, no one else is celibate that I know. You know, I don't, I didn't know that many Christians for a long time, or I knew Christians who were still sinning, were still out there doing their thing. Like, I didn't know any Christians who were living a Christian lifestyle until recently, actually. So when I was walking away from this, it was overwhelming. And it was scary. And I'm like, God, I don't want to live my life alone. I don't want to not have sex again. I don't want to not have a family and not not have someone that come home who's thinking about me all the time. And then I had to realize, like, where are those feelings coming from? Right? Where was I taught that you are only a man or you are only worthwhile if you have certain things? Right? And I think culture is a lot of it. And this is culture in the secular world as well as in Christianity, where the family unit has become an idol to a lot of and single people are no longer really seen as worthwhile, right? Even if someone is pretty, even if they're kind, even if they have a good job, they have all these things going for them. If they're single, someone looks at them like, there's something wrong with you. Like there's something wrong with you that you are not in a relationship. And I feel like that expectancy and making relationships an idol is what really is causing a lot of gay men who probably want to come to Christ, who want to turn away from a life of sin and walk towards Christ to feel like I can't do that because, because I, I really want a relationship because society makes me want a relationship. Culture makes me want a relationship. And this is something that we've learned. Like this is not something that has come from God. And in the Bible, there are so many men who live celibate lives, right? There were so many men who did not marry. Paul, for instance, was someone who served God faithfully who did not marry. Like there were a lot of prophets who did not marry. There are a lot of men that God used completely, fully, who were not married. Because I honestly do feel like marriage, relationships, family, even though these are beautiful things that God promotes, Sometimes they can become an idol. Sometimes it can draw you away from God as well, where these things are becoming more important than your relationship with Christ. And I think sometimes I had to, sometimes you have to take a look at it that it might be a blessing to be single sometimes. You know, maybe not forever. For me, I'm probably going to be single for until I die, but there are going to be certain people who they're single for a certain portion of their lives and they are able to then build that relationship with God, finding themselves and who they are in Christ versus, you know, chasing relationships. I spent my entire life chasing relationships. I cannot tell you how much time I spent looking for sex, relationships, looking for affection, 
looking for these things instead of finding out who I was, finding out who God was, right? Finding out what was I on this earth to do. I was out chasing these things. And I feel like a lot of people get in these vicious cycles where sex and relationships are the only thing that matter to them and they lose out on the big picture. We were not put on this earth to have sex and get married. That is not our goal in life, right? And when I started to realize, like, I'm, that's not my goal in life, this idea of celibacy is slowly becoming easier. And again, this is, I'm going to be honest, this is something I still struggle with, right? But it's not, it's not impossible. Like, there's nothing that's impossible with God. And once I started to get in more to the nature of God and understand that, you know, it's me and him, right? And that's a beautiful thing, right? Because when I die, I'm not taking my boyfriend with me. I'm not going to, you know, take my my kids with me. It, it's something that you do and you rely on God. We're all going to die. We're all going to have to be on trial. And, and are you covered with the blood when you're on trial? Or are you covered with what you think are good works and what you think is you know, makes you a good person. Like, I'm not saying there aren't gay people who are good. Of course there are gay people who are good. Some of the nicest people I've met are gay people. Same thing as such a, some really nice Muslim people, some really nice um, people who don't follow Christ or are just completely secular, right? Or completely atheist. Being a good person is not what saves you. It's that relationship with Christ that saves you, right? And I... And pursuing that relationship with Christ every day. I'm getting better with it every day. And celibacy no longer is this huge barrier between me and my relationship with Christ. Right? Again, this is only a small part of my journey. This is only a small part of what I'm called to this life to do, is to abstain from sex. But I also remember in the Bible the story where, you know, Mary and Jesus' siblings came to see him, and I recall where Jesus really denied them, and he said, this is my family, right? The body of Christ is my family. These are my brothers. This is my mother. These are my sisters, and he's saying this in order to relay the message that it's bigger than your family unit, right? What you're called on this earth to do is bigger than having kids and taking care of your family or wanting a family to take care of them. Like, that is not your idol. That is not your goal in life. It's a lot bigger than that. Like, we are part of the kingdom. We have a king, right? We have, our goal is to serve him and not to serve our family and to serve our own ambitious needs. And that's what family was. And that's what love was. And that's what sex was for me. It had become an idol where I felt like I would not be fulfilled unless I attained these things. And once I got these things, or once I got the promise of these things and was still realizing there's something missing, that's when you seek God. And that's where you find faith. And that's where you realize that there's something bigger that we're on this earth to do. Right? So that was my message for today. Um, make sure you like and subscribe. Um, and definitely leave any comments below.
Oh, I didn't realize I was muted. I said that was Sam's video. So we're going to go right into Kevin's video, which is about six minutes. Um, and then we're going to ask, open the floor for questions. Platform. 
you have literature, spiritual literature. This is where you get Jacob, John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Jesus, Judah, okay, Daniel, Ruth, all these names, literature on a historical platform where you're looking to see if things actually existed, if the world truly was ended by water. These things never happened. So what we're reading in this book are not things that correspond with his story, okay? Historical evidence does not back the Bible. If what you believe in is not backed by historical evidence, you have been deceived. What I'm looking at is real things. Oh, Kevin, you're programmed. No, I no longer believe in talking snakes, dragons, unicorns. Yes, unicorns are in the Bible. I no longer believe in any of that stuff. Okay, I believe in what I see, and what I see, what I've looked at myself and put my hands on, is relics that predate Adam's existence by by thousands of years. I've seen them myself. So you can say, "Well, I believe that God fashioned man from clay," and that's fine. I believe that God fashioned man from clay, just like the Bible said seven thousand years ago. Okay, well, who built the Sphinx? Because that's been here since way before Christianity, way before. Adam ever existed. So so I thought that in the beginning the world was dark and then null and void and God looked at the face of the earth and, and then formed all these things and then said they were good. But then later on in the Bible, he regretted making man. Well, we say God don't make mistakes. Listen, there's no way you're going to convince me that this God that you believe in who inspired, so-called inspired the word of God is okay with slavery. There's no way. When your Bible teaches you that slavery is okay, that what our ancestors went through is okay with God, then I have a problem with that. So when you look back and you see where this book came from, it all started 325 AD. The Council of Nicaea wrote this whole book, put all these characters in it, used some uh, Egyptian type uh, theologies, not theologies, but Egyptian type um, astrology, I should call it. Um, to, to form the, the character of a lot of the people that's in this Bible. So yeah, they were plagiarized, but um, they were never intended to be gods, okay? Africans didn't truly believe that somebody died and rose again. They did not believe that. So it's just funny to me how, you know, we're taught all our lives that Egypt had slaves, and we find out historically they didn't. Listen, we're being lied to. At some point, we have to use common sense that the same people who stole us from our land, raped our ancestors, hung us, why would they give us a book that would benefit us, set us free? Why would they do that? They would not. Okay, so you say I'm not religious, but why do you practice Christianity? Because Jesus was a Jew. Christianity was not created until 325 AD at the Council of Nicaea, which was several years after Jesus had supposedly lived and died anyway. Jesus wouldn't even know what Christianity is. He didn't practice it. It didn't exist when he did. So why do you celebrate Christianity? Since I'm so crazy. Please research. And if you don't want to talk to me, if you don't want to be around me, that's fine. But until you do your research, maybe that's best. I love all of y'all. But like I said, at some point, a man's got to take a stand. Peace. Okay, okay. So there we have it. Um, we've seen both videos. Both young men um, have spoken their truth from their points of views. Um, 
and we're going to start asking questions and answering questions. Oh, actually, we start asking questions. Sam, um, is there anything else you would like to share with us or tell your story in addition to what we already saw? Um, so, no, I think you got the gist of like what I was trying to say. You know, again, I don't want it to ever come off as I'm judging people in the gay lifestyle or that I don't understand people in the gay lifestyle or, you know, again, I have friends and things like that. I am trying to hold on to my faith and explain what path God has put me on. And, you know, I think it takes humility for people to realize God, because I was in the same place, you know, like the other gentleman that was just talking, like I had com dived completely into the gay lifestyle. And as I dived into the gay lifestyle, at first it was like, I believed in God, right? And then it was like, oh, well, do I believe in God? Like, is God really real? Is the God of, is Christ really real? Let's not even say God, right? Is Christ really real? And those things that they said, you know, that your parents teach you and your grandparents teach you and all those things that people teach you, like, could that really be real? And I had to go on that journey myself, right? So that's a personal journey that you go on and you discover truth and you mix truth with faith. And when you, again, you, when you knock, God answers. And when you ask God for answers, right, he'll supply them. And that's what happened in my life. He supplied answers for why I'm here. He supplied answers for the identity that he gave me and not the identity that I created for myself or that I was misled to believing was my identity. Okay. And um, Kevin, anything you'd like to add or share with us? Sure, I will say that was a uh, while ago, man. My life has uh, taken so many turns since then. Um, That's when yeah, I that found was, you. That's how I first found you. <laughs> yes, sir. That was a video that I made right after I had uh, posted a question on Facebook. And that question was, what if the Bible is not the word of God? And it was just a question to get people to thinking, you know, because we were taught to believe in God before we could read. We were taught who God was, what God wanted from us. We were rhyming our prayers out before we, we could even read. And so when, when you're raised this way, it's easy to have a mindset, a mindset that's conceptualized to the Western thinking of God. Um, Jesus, is on, Jesus is on many billboards, crosses everywhere, people wearing on their necks. Uh, your peers believe in this. So it's very easy to uh, come out believing in the actual God that's been worshiped in the place you live in. So. Uh, here I am now being being challenged with these these new these new ideas, these new thoughts, and that hey, I've been listening to reading one book, and I thought about the logic of it, the logic of me believing that the Bible is the Word of God, when I in fact had not studied any other book other than that one book, and I thought about if there were two books, and I read one book and claimed that that one was the truest book, and I had not read the other one, I don't think that'd be very smart. And then that, there are so many books, and I still have only read this one, and now I'm thinking I'm, this has got to be worse here. So let me take my time now and try my best to understand um, why Christianity would be true over any other religion, because I really, I really want to be able to teach this thing and it be true, not just make me feel good. So I go on this journey where I'm trying to study um, Christianity from a historical standpoint to a place where I can prove my religion real over anybody else's question. You can have, someone made it to hit mute on their phone, but <clears throat> some, um, 
or whatever, but so you can you can um talk to someone of a different religion and uh they can have they can hold on to their religion with the same faith, uh the same love and loyalty and discipline as you, but what makes you right over them? And so that that was my main question. I know that a lot of times people argue Christianity and we say it's the oldest, but then it isn't. Okay. So there's several mm -hmm. there are several religions that's actually older than Christianity. So if you're arguing yes. age, right? So now if you're arguing age, then those would be older if the oldest is true, right? But then you know, of course, Christianity will say that of course the, the devil came and put other religions, and so <laughs> and we have all these different concepts and things to hold on to our faith or whatever. So I, I started saying, you know, it should be about it shouldn't be more about convincing as it should be about proving. And so they always say religion can't survive these these two worries. It's, it's just simply prove it. And it can't. And so that's why it boils down to faith. So when it comes down to what I, I want to decide in my life, you know, do I want to live my life based on faith or fact? Now, again, faith does feel good. It does give you hope. It does give you strength. And you can follow a life where you are looking for faith and even believing in Christianity, Islam, whatever. And you can become a better person through these religions. So I don't discount that. I know people can go into churches, synagogues, even through prison and learn different religions and become better people. However, people can become better without religion, you know? So I wanted to see, you know, do I, do I want to, um, do I care if my beliefs are true? I, I can obviously see a positive aspect of religion, but I can see a negative one. And so here, here's what I want to know. I want to know if, if God is truly true in the way we're taught. So I pray to God, right? I'm at this moment where I pray to God. I say, if you're real, please speak to me because so many other people have a different definition of you. So many other people have a different faith for you. Some people believe that you're the God of their book. So if you read the Quran, Allah created the world. If you read the Bible, Yahweh created it. If you read the, the uh, Bhagavad Gita, uh, uh, Vishnu created the, created the world. And so whatever book you're reading, there's an answer for it. So I said, you know what? If I can, if I can by faith, choose the wrong religion, then faith can't be a reliable tool to find the correct religion because so many people no. believe in, 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 uh, in Islam or um, Hinduism due to faith, like due to faith now. And so if faith is the requirement that I must have to believe in Christianity, if I use that same faith and apply it to Hinduism, uh, I can't discredit it because I have to believe in it based on faith. I can't ask for fact that that's not reliable. I can I can just as soon end up with the wrong religion based on faith as I can the correct religion and God doesn't speak up. It just it just doesn't. You can actually believe in Hinduism and unfortunately you're going to believe in Hinduism until you're convinced by a human uh decide whether or not you want to take it deeper or change over but God is not going to tell you out loud you have the wrong religion the correct one. It just doesn't happen. And so the Bible though and many other religious books don't get me wrong, they seem to give this um personified version of God that he speaks like audibly and he tells humans to do his bidding, write literature down. There's so many problems with this for me, uh, for an all knowing, all seeing being to give literature to mankind. You guys know how this goes. If I send you guys a text and I'm not actually audibly saying it to you, that text can be misconstrued. Uh, so imagine when you translate this stuff over decades and centuries of time, um, and also you have other religions that, is, that have also chosen to lose, use literature as a form of, of, of uh, teaching. So, and this is before the Bible. So God should be original. God shouldn't say, well, it looks like man uses books to believe in, in, in God. So I'm going to do the same thing.
it just didn't seem like it would be the right way that an all-knowing being would, would, would move or respond. So I pulled away from it. I simply said, you know, if I do pull away from religion, then I'm going to lose all, all that comes with religion. And here's what comes with religion. Um, you get comfort of believing that you're going to a heaven when you die. You get comfort of knowing that the people that, that have died before you, that they are in heaven. You get answers to questions that you don't have the answers to, like who formed your existence, right? Who created the whole world? And this is a curiosity that men have quenched for so long that if you lose your religion, that's the first question that starts to come back up. Well, then wait a second. How do we get here? Who created us? And then it's so hard to say, I don't know, because you've been told that, you know, my grandmother used to tell me that when it was raining and storming outside, that God was doing his work. And so yeah. if talked when it was thunderstorming, you might get you might get a whipping. You might get struck you know, by lightning. say what struck by lightning, struck by lightning. Absolutely. And so. If you think about this, hearing that at an early age for so many of us children growing up, black, white, I don't care what color you are, your curiosity can be quenched. You might end up being, could have ended up being a weatherman or somebody who studies the actual atmosphere and why it truly rains and really, and why it truly thunderstorms and seek that out like some of our other peers have done in this world. But if you just told God is doing his work, you might settle, settle your, your creative mind and don't do any research outside of that. And we've done this every single time. If you get robbed and that was a plan for your life via god if you get raped that was a plan for your life via god no matter what happens to you god planned it and for some reason we believe that this omnipotent all-knowing being had to have you raped just so you could be an oracle for people who also have been raped um as if there's no other way around it you know so for me it was more like uh i rather create my own philosophy in life and uh, it's not about choosing what i wanted to believe it was more so I don't have the evidence to support believing in any other religion, y'all. When I believed in Christianity, I didn't have the evidence to support it then. I, I believed in it because I was taught to. And when you're asked to present evidence supporting your belief, you realize you simply just don't have it. You have, you have testimony. You have times where things may have happened where you gave credit to whatever you believed in, but you just gave credit to it. You ne you've never talked to God. God has never told you his name. You've never heard his voice. It has never came to you and said, hey, I'm God. Here's merely what happened. Your mother had a God she believed in. Your father had a God. Your peers had a God. And you were given that God. If Listen, man, I deal with people all the time that, that have fear of hell, right? And they'll talk to me about this fear of hell. I can't sleep at night. I have this fear of hell. How can, how can it be fake if I have a fear of hell? And so I ask them a question. Did you have the fear of hell before you heard about hell or after? Well, after. Right, because that's how imagination works. You don't fear Freddy Krueger before you watch Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. You fear him afterwards, right? You've, right. Never, you've never went to sleep and dreamt of a Buddhist hell or a Krishna version of hell or a Muslim version of hell. You've never because you haven't heard of it. Neither has any Krishna or any person that believes in Hinduism went to sleep and woke up dreaming about Allah's or, or the Christian version of hell. It's the version that you're used to. You know what I mean? So I often ask people, how many times have you went to sleep worried about someone else's hell? Well, never. Exactly. But guess what? Those other gods have hells also. So, yeah, well, you can believe in your religion wholeheartedly with this idea that everyone who doesn't believe in it has a bad place to go to. And it makes you feel bad for them and you want to rescue them. You want to redeem them. But everyone's religion gives them this same sense of urgency that you're going to hell. So. As many people that's going to hell in your Bible, you're going to hell in their Quran and their Bhagavad and their Vistas. So how do you prove it? There is no proof. It's just convincing. 
imagine I tell you that I have a drink and this drink can give you eternal life. And you say, well, how do you how, prove it works? And I say, well, that's not faith. You got to just take me on faith and drink it. But, but what if it's poison? I mean, come on now. I, I'm not drinking that. And this, this is what we did with the books, these Bibles. You guys got to think about this. If you take this stuff all the way back to how these books are being presented, it comes whenever they want something that you have. In the beginning, this European came to this America, what they call the Americas now. They saw these beautiful brown people over here owning all of this, having all of this land, access to all this beautiful land, and they wanted it. They go over there, they present to them this book. This book has not been substantiated with any type of evidence, yet they were convinced to believe in it. After exchanging their beliefs for this book, now they're able to be used and manipulated. See, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Panare Indians. The same thing happened to them. The European went to them with a whole different Bible called the Panare Indian Bible that told the Panare Indians that they killed Jesus, not the Pharisees, that the Panare Indians killed Jesus. And the only way to redeem themselves would be to give the Europeans their land. And they did it. Right mm. now, if, right now, if, if someone came to you with a book, now just imagine any Christian. If you go to any Christian with a, a book of your own, your own religion, and you say, hey, look, this is my new religion. You know, if you don't believe in it, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to a bad place, right? Let me tell you about my new religion. That Christian is going to tell you, get out of my face with that, because they're already taught that anybody coming to them with anything new is a devil or is demonic. I've saw, I already saw some of the comments already. Get this guy out of here. He doesn't yep. believe he's a devil. Because from your perspective, anyone that disagrees with you is a devil. And an all-knowing God would know that. Outside of Christianity, there are 4,199 other religions. There are 4,200 religions, y'all. So 4,199 religions already have accepted a religion. So if you as a Christian go up to them with your Bible, they're going to have the exact same reasons and justifications for saying that you're a demon. How do you get by that? Your God doesn't speak for you at all. We can, we can argue about what's behind the red door to a blue in the face, but the red door never opens. And so we're always arguing about what God is on the other side of the universe. And then we, we want it to be true so bad that we'll come to the point where we hate each other over it. You know, um, now the, what the brother is saying about uh, his lifestyle and all that type of stuff. Um, I'm 100% I'm okay with people being Christian or being Islamic. I am not religious because I don't have the evidence to support being religious now. Whatever he calls evidence, he may say that's enough evidence to support him believing. I'm not here to take anybody's beliefs from them. What I will say is this. You can use your beliefs to raise higher, raise your vibration higher, and that's fine. Where he is right now on his journey, that's a beautiful place. I have been there. When I was a Christian, I was able to love. I was able to uplift and do all the things that I do now. What I realized, though, after the fact is that I don't need religion to do all those things. So I'm still the same person. I just don't share the same beliefs. Okay. Um, I just have a Kevin. quick question. I just want to be clear on what you're saying. So, you don't believe in religion, but you don't believe in God at all. No, I have no. I have I, now. Hit, let me just say this before I say I don't believe in God. We have conceptualized God. Okay, so God is a being. God is a a person, a man, an all knowing being. All these types of things. I believe that what we're calling God. Um, in the way that man has conceptualized God, I do not believe in that conceptualized version of God. I don't believe that whatever it, whatever would be the all, the all-knowing source or the all-powerful source, would even call itself God. That's a man-made word, and so we we come up with all these ideas, and that's what we perceive or say is God. 
but that is that to me that's not god okay so i don't i don't believe in the the man made concept version of god can i just go ahead and add something i think um when we think about the bible and the reason that i feel like i got confused and i'm just going to speak for me right like I was like, there's no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing if the Bible's right, if it's wrong. But at the same time, if we look at God and we have this idea of who God is and God is all knowing, right? And God is good. And this is according to the Bible, right? Just my idea of God. It's a good God. It's someone who is all knowing and good. So good and justice, right? And so we have this idea that God would not wanna communicate with people. Right. If you're saying that there's no way of of the Bible being true or there not being any absolute truth in religion, then we're really saying that God would not want to communicate with people. And I think God would want to communicate with people. I think if he were to communicate with people, the best way is the Christian way. Right. Is coming to earth and actually showing people, hey, this is how you do it. This is how you live your life. The Christian religion is the only religion where we can say that, right? We can, it's the only religion where we can say the perfect God came to earth and showed people how it's meant to be done. He cared that much that he came to earth and showed people how it's meant to be done. He came in person, right, as Jesus Christ to show people this. So when I think of God and I think of the Bible and, you know, all this idea that a lot of atheists have, a lot of agnostic people have that, God would not be involved in the writing of the Bible or that because man wrote the Bible that we can't trust it. If you have an understanding of the Bible, you have an understanding of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works with man, right? And how God has had his hand on mankind throughout the generations, specifically the Jewish culture, right? So if he was able to maintain these stories, throughout all this time, then it's accurate, right? It's accurate because again, there are so many prophecies in the Bible and we can go over many that pointed to Jesus coming, right? He fulfilled those prophecies. When he came down to earth, he fulfilled prophecies that were written before people even knew that he would, was gonna come to earth. And so him actually coming to earth bearing out those prophecies, fulfilling prophecies of people who never could have known the things that he fulfilled when he came to earth pointed to God. There is evidence of God, but of course it's faith for a reason, right? And I think it's purposeful. I think mankind, we have this idea like we're so smart, right? We're always trying to figure it out and we're gonna have the answers, but you're not like you're, we're not that smart. None of us are that smart. Like none of us are gonna be able to figure God out. We can only go off of faith and what he has proven to show, show us, right? And he's shown us Christ. When we think of what man can do, the limits of man, a thousand years from now, it's gonna be completely different. We're gonna have a whole different knowledge of this and that and culture and all these different ideas that we have, it's gonna change, right? And that's the point, we need a anchor. We need an anchor for our experience and that's what the Bible is. It's an anchor for our experience for us to always go back and say, hey, this is how people lived out their faith in the past. 
This is a blueprint. This is Jesus. This is why Jesus came. This is the experience that we have. This is why we are born again. We have to understand all these things and pass it on to the next generation or else they're gonna think they're too smart too, right? They're gonna think, why do I need God? Why do I need Christ? Why do I need all these things? Because I know better, right? Because it doesn't make sense to me or because logically we're always trying to find a way to make sense of things. And the Bible again teaches that our logic is flawed and it's flawed because of sin, right? We can never explain sin. And I think everybody who disbelieves the Bible has to explain sin. What is sin, right? What is that thing that's causing you to do wrong, even if you want to do right? He said before that, you know, people can live out their lives in a good way. But again, good changes, right? Culturally good changes. What is okay now might have not been okay a thousand years from now, our ethics come from the Bible. Like who we are, it comes from the Christian Bible. So right? I would the, say this right. I would say this right here. Of what we have grown up to believe, and it has formed our entire country. The, May Christian, I say something Bible, like the Christian religion has actually grown to be one of the biggest religions. And again, this is written in the Bible. Christ said that this would happen. He said that we would spread out and we would overpopulate the earth, right? Hold on, hold on Sam, what were you gonna say, Kevin? So I was gonna say that um, when it comes to like the first part of what you said about um, Christianity uh, being the only religion that offers us a, a God that comes to earth, uh, shows us how it's, how it's supposed to be done, how to love, no. Um, unfortunately, that's, that's not the case. Um, I would what? ask, how many, how many religious books have you actually read? How many, how many religions have you studied, if you don't mind me asking, Sam? I, I mean, what do you mean by study? Explain study. Like, well, have, have you read about? Do I know about? Am I familiar? Well, have you read any other religious book other than the Bible? No. Okay. There um, you go. It's, it's okay. I just I want to be, I want to do this slowly because I want Sam to kind of see the, um, we, we do this a lot of times when it comes to, it's called cognitive dissonance. We, the brain wants to make us feel really sure about what we've studied and what we've uh, came across. And that's, that's what's happening. So whenever you say things like Christianity is the only religion, but unfortunately Christianity is the only religion that you've read. So it wouldn't be fair for you to point out Christianity as being the only religion that does anything and excluding other religions from doing that thing if you've only read, only studied Christianity. And if, if you can do that and then move on from that, you have to ask yourself, why, where did I get the confidence from to believe what I'm even saying right now if I haven't even studied any other religion? So just imagine me saying that Coming to America is the only funny movie in the world, but Coming to America is the only movie I saw. So you would have to ask Kevin, Kevin, where did you get the confidence to say that thing? Why not speak to what you actually know? Because when you say things like that, it makes it seem like you're flying by the seat of your pants. You know. Um, and then the next thing you said was, humans like to be smart. Th this is true. Um, but the thing about being smart is we don't have anybody to measure that by. So we're actually just observing the universe and doing our best. And, but we do like to come up with these ideas that we're smart. You're right. But what I would say is that has no indication on our idea of God being true or not. That none of, that's, none of that means anything when it comes to that. Humans definitely have deficiencies in their mind. Uh, we definitely are still growing and maturing today, but that has no indication on the Bible's 
or any other literature for God being true. Imagine this, when you say that um, human intellect can't cap capsulize God or can't really figure out God, what if I told you that every single document, every wall, every stone, everything that we have on this planet period was put there by man. Now, we may romanticize it and put God on the other side of that and say it was inspired via God, but man is responsible for everything that's ever been written down, period. Man, we made up words. We made up language. This is how we communicate. So, we, so when we say that God inspired man to do anything, we're actually jumping, jumping too far ahead. We're saying that we believe these ancient people who we've never met, like, say, Peter, if Peter says, I had an encounter with God on the road to Damascus, you have you don't know Peter to believe him. I could say the same thing today and the world would examine my background to see if I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a liar, see if I'm a truthful person. We can't even do this with the likeness of someone like Paul. So because we want to believe in these type of concepts, we'll say that Paul has to be telling the truth. When really, if you if you narrow this thing all the way down, humans come to these concepts and if we don't know it, we'll make it up. Just like you wonderfully said, Sam, what if we did this with God? What if humans wanting to know everything because we don't have all the answers, we make it up. Think about before we got God, we were on the back of a giant turtle. You understand? Before we got God, we had something else. Then there was Zeus, you know, then there was all these different beings. So we always give credit to something outside of us to be the all. It doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean it's false either. You know what I mean? I can hear a, a shake in the bush and I can think it's a rabbit. I can think it's a bear. It, it doesn't mean that it's either. It doesn't mean it's not either. But what it does mean is that I got to do an investigation. If I run out of the woods and tell the whole neighborhood and my whole uh, whole network that there's a bear in the woods, I just I just shaped everybody's psyche. Now we're all going to be afraid to go out into these woods. If the, if our food resources is out in these woods, we're going to figure have to figure out another way to get these get to these resources. It's going to hurt us. This this belief that this bear is in the woods is going to cause us all to move differently. So we should investigate it before we say that. When you say that um, Christianity is the only religion to offer a, a God that shows us how to live, that's essentially running out into the, running out of the woods to say there's a bear. That hasn't been studied at all. You just, and and not, not by anyone, but by you personally, and you're the one that said it. I'll give you a religion that, that does give you that, though. Krishna. Uh, Vishnu is the first God in the, in the Hindu Bible. Krishna is mm -hmm. also Vishnu, just like Jesus is also God. So God reincarnates through different vessels, just like he does in the biblical, in the, in the Bible's version. Well, Krishna died for his people, just like Jesus died for his people. Yep. And, and the Hindu people, I mean, the actual people who walk around with the dot on the center of their head. They Krishna believe was Krishna. God that was born on earth. I'm sorry? Krishna is God and he was born on earth. Krishna All of that has been manifested before. Absolutely. I didn't Krishna. know that. I was just asking them. That, that's fine. Yeah, Krishna is a God who was born on earth. And um, and he died for the sins or died for the world. Okay? He absorbed the sin of the world and died so that they could live. And the Hindus, they actually believe that Krishna is coming back one day. And now here's the thing that a lot of Christians will say. Well, that, they, they got to be talking about Jesus. The problem with that, though, is Hinduism is 3,000 years older before. than Christianity. 3,000, like that's a lot of, that's a long time to be older than something, you know what I mean? And so, and Krishna, ro Krishna rose on the third day. Uh, he was born of a virgin, now, all these same things. And so when you say like Jesus fulfilled prophecy, everyone fulfilled prophecy in their religious book, everyone. And so these stories that you're reading and you're saying fulfilled prophecy, 
you're still talking about literature. You're not talking about actually in the world. So if, let's just say prophecy for one is, uh, he said the culture of the Jews, right? So let's say the Jews, right? They were celebrating Passover uh, by breaking uh, unleavened bread, right? What is unleavened bread? Bread, unleavened bread is bread without yeast in it, right? So it doesn't rise. It's actually like crackers. The yeast is seen, it's like uh, sin. So sin puffs up, it offers no nutrients, and so is yeast. It puffs up, it offers no nutrients. So unleavened bread is bread without the yeast, without the sin, so to speak. And so what the Jews would do um, in the Old Testament for the prophecy of Jesus is they would break unleavened bread, the sinless bread, right, and break this remembering uh, or doing what God told them to do. Uh, the, 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 the Hebrew God told them to practice in this way, eat of the lamb, right, a clean lamb, a pure lamb, the best one that you have, in fact, eat of this lamb and you would do this for seven days. And this is what you would do as the Jewish rituals would go. So what they call prophecy is when Jesus actually died uh, in the Bible's literature for the sins of people. And yeah, according to literature, that is fulfilling the prophecy. But this only happened in literature. This is why I said you have two platforms. You have literature and then you have reality. On literature, you got Harry Potter, you got all of this stuff in literature. Thanos sacrificed his, his child to get the power of the stone to be able to change the world. Now, in literature, yep. he was successful. But in reality, this actually never happened. You see what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying. When you read the Quran, when you read um, the Bhagavad Gita, when you read the Bible, these are allegories that help you to get to another level inside of yourself. But it's not actually things that happen outside of you. In actuality, if you want to say, who is Jesus really? Jesus really, Sam, is you. You are Jesus. You are rising to a place <laughs> where you're going to enlighten. And unfortunately, it's almost like a sacrifice for you to become the greatest version of yourself. Look at Jesus. Jesus climbs a mountain, right? Calvary, they call it. Calvary actually means the place of the skull. And you, your vibration, right, is rising, rising, up, your, rising up to your pinnacle, to your, to your skull, to your cal Calvary. And when you reach your highest pinnacle, it is there that you will be sacrificed. Not sacrificed by way of put on a cross, but the things that you begin to say will be confronted by people. They won't like what you got to say anymore. That's what happened to Jesus. When Jesus rose to his highest point, he began to say things that disagreed with people. Now he's saying, don't stone women. Don't stone women for having sex. He who has uh, sin cast the first stone. This wasn't what God said. This was what, this is, God said stone, they're only stoning people because God told them to. If Jesus is God in the flesh and now he's saying, don't stone people, now you understand why there's a hiccup now, why they don't believe this is Jesus, because he's telling them things that God didn't tell them, that they're disagreeing with Jesus, right? Hey, Jesus, tell these people that they got to wash their hands and pray over their food for it to be clean. Here's Jesus now. Hear me, hear me. All you got to do is pray over your food. Oh, so now they don't know how to wash their hands? Pray over your food and I will bless it. That's not what they've been doing. So now Jesus, this higher vibrational being, is telling them things that are actually not Old Testament. And Christian will argue this today and say, well, that's Old Testament. God don't think like that anymore. But don't we also say God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Wouldn't God know that if I say that stoning women is okay now, but then years later, I'm going to change my mind? Wouldn't it be weird to say that stoning women is okay now if you know you're going to change your mind and be more lenient later? Why ever say it if you're ever going to change it? Why? You know it's wrong now. What that's... we're looking at is archaic men. Think about this now. If look at this now, if, would you would you believe a God said stone women if they have sex before marriage or would you believe it's more likely that men would say, how can we control women? 
if let's tell them if they have sex before marriage, they can be stoned. Let's tell them if they cheat on us, they can be stoned. Look at some of these rules for a man to uh, to uh, marry a woman. Right. Watch this. If a man rapes a woman who was promised to another man, he should be stoned to death because he raped a, a woman who was promised, meaning engaged to another man. If he rapes a woman that is married to another man, he should be stoned to death. Why? Because he raped a woman who was married to another man. But if he rapes a woman that is not married and is not engaged, he is not to be stoned. He is to marry her and take care of her for the rest of her days and give money to her father for her. Why is he not, why is he not stoned now? Because this woman isn't promised. Now watch this, this type of culture, this is what it would do. It would tell women, get engaged quickly so you can be protected from being raped. Because if you're not engaged, your rapist can buy you from your daddy and marry you forever. This is what this is what it would teach women. So women are now wanting to be engaged because being engaged brings them safety. Look at the book of Ruth. Her whole identity is tied up into being finding a man. The, 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 the Bible don't even give women names. You see what I'm saying? It's like other than people like Ruth and Eve, the very few women that you have in the Bible that have names. So you're looking at archaic men who are trying to control their world with literature that they say is God inspired, right? This is how they brought about slavery. This is how they killed so many other places out. When they, when you look in your Bible and it says they went in and they killed all the Amalekites and they killed all the, the Philistines and stuff. When you see that, this is kings who want to go in and slaughter people and take what they have and use the Bible to okay it. So then they say, I was only successful in slaughtering all these people because God. And God has been used to wreak havoc on many other religions in life. And never once is God intervening to actually stop this stuff. You understand? So can I just cut in? Because Sure. Like, I, I understand you've been studying a lot of religions, but like, I feel like your idea of Christianity, you should study that a little bit more. You know what I mean? As far as saying the Old Testament and not understanding the cause of the Old Testament and why these people lived during these laws, Jesus was trying to, or God was trying to set these people apart, right? Set the Jewish people apart using laws. And these people had laws that kept them safe and they followed those laws. And by Jesus coming back, it had nothing to do with higher vibrations. Jesus was coming back to create a new Testament, as you said, a different Testament a, to show love, basically, to show that the way is love, the way is belief, right? So we don't have to live by the law anymore. And when we, I realize a lot of people who don't believe in Christianity, they always go back to the Old Testament not understanding that we live in a New Testament right now. We live in a completely New Testament. And I also feel like a lot of these arguments try to take away the experience of Christians, right? That all of us are just believing based off of a book that we read, you know, that our grandparents like, no, I had the Bible for a long time. Like, I knew all this stuff for a long time. I experienced God. I experienced God. In my life, I experienced God. And that's so why Sam, I look, Sam, what would you say to the to the Hindu? So let me finish, because you've been talking for a minute, brother. Let me just go sure, ahead. I, sure, just, just a quick but, question. If, if uh, you're talking to a person who's Hindu, right, in, in any other religion, right now, the things that I'm saying, you feel that they're taken away from Christianity, that they're discrediting Christianity. And like you said, 
you believe in your religion due to more than a book, right? So if you're talking to a Hindu right now, how do you tell them that your religion is true over theirs and they have a book and they have experiences too? Like how do you read, how do you how do you read your Bible to them and tell and make it true just by reading your Bible? Because just imagine just imagine them right now trying to convince you that Hinduism is true, and in, and by doing that they read they they start talking to you about the actual literature in the Bible, telling you what Krishna was doing, if he meant well, what his purpose was, instead of actually proving to you that the that the Bible or the or the Bhagavad Gita is actually God or Krishna inspired. My job as a Christian is not to convince anyone or change anyone's heart. Only God can do that. My job as a Christian is to share my testimony, share what I know and how God has moved in my life, right? And I know as I experience God, when I experience God in a real way, the first thing that was put in my heart is to open your Bible, right? Open your Bible and I read the Bible and again, I was convicted of my sin. Every time that I experienced God, he always pointed to the Bible. Right. In my experience, a God who is pointing to the Bible, that Bible has to be real. That Bible has to be fixed or, or a realistic thing. Like this whole thing of convincing and how did God people are going to make their own decisions in life. I'm not responsible for that. Again, my job as a Christian is to spread the Jesus that I know and the testimony that he gave me. And you make your own decision and I pray for you. And you know, God, how would you say that God pointed to the Bible? How did God do that? He put it. I, I don't know. Again, this is God. I can't sit there and explain the things of God and how I knew that he was telling me to open up the Bible, but I can tell you my experience. So what my experience was, was I was at the aquarium. Um, when I went to the aquarium, I was just walking. And again, I heard, or I felt, or I knew, or I experienced, open up your Bible when I was there. I opened up to John 10, and it was like, my sheep will hear my voice. And I could not take my eyes off of the page when I felt this, when I saw this. And I kept reading that verse over and over. My sheep will hear my voice. My sheep will hear my voice. At that time, I looked up, and God said, or I felt, or I knew, or whatever that is, it told me, it directed me to look up at the fish and it explained, this is my order. This is what I created, right? When I experienced that, I decided like, hey, this is real. God is pointing me to the Bible. But I was like, you know what? Maybe this is just a weird thing. Like maybe I need to sleep on it. I prayed about it. I went to sleep three o'clock in the morning, open up your Bible. It told me to read the book of Timothy. And again, it convicted me of the sins that I had in the book of Timothy, right? So when we talk about God, we also need to realize God is a living God. And not everyone who believes is just going off of what their grandmother told them or because they're dumb or because like, no, we have our own experiences with God, right? Our faith allowed us to have a real relationship with God. God is relational, like he wants to have a relationship with people, right? And you can't have a relationship if, again, it's it's a pride thing. Jesus taught humility. It's when he those children came to him, right? Children came to Jesus and when they came to him, he said, people like this are what you Sam, need to if I, like. Sam, if I, Sam, if I, like I children, Sam. you need to humble yourself 
Sam. You need to realize I don't have all the answers. You're that's gonna a, die. Okay. And Sam, 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 listen, I get and, that. I get that, Sam. I'm just saying, like, if I if I were to uh, quote scriptures or or surahs from the Quran, that that wouldn't make that true to you. Like, if I were to if I were to begin to say that you know that that Krishna put put together great teachings, that would not make that true for you. I would literally be just quoting scripture to you or quoting what I believe is to be true. So this is not a way to teach that something is real. And this is what I'm, this is why I say that. Um, and I've, I've done that. I've, I've sat with uh, different people of different religions and they'll say that I have my reasons and I, I get that. Uh, and I don't believe that because you're a Christian, that means you're dumb either. You can be very intelligent and still be a Christian. That, your, your religion has nothing to do with intellect. Uh, most, most of, most of uh, what you believe in do is, is due to what you accepted early in life. It's not about intellect. Uh, actually, religion is it, it's outside of intellect. You're not even using intellect when it comes to that. Uh, you, we believe that God can move outside of what we what we think is capable in, in the human realm, right? So uh, I would never say someone's dumb for what they believe in. Um, it's merely what you use to to level up. Now, granted, you have faith in it, and this is where your passion comes from. That's that's absolutely fine as well. Um, again, what I'm what I'm talking about is substantiating your claim with with actual proof, not not convincing you see what i'm saying so it's you you definitely believe in what you believe in and that's great i believe it's making you a better person but if you're trying to talk to a whole bunch of different religious people in the room and you want them to be convinced that christianity is true quoting the scripture from the book is not going to do that it's just not you you're, you're just reading the book it, it doesn't prove anything um and i promise you other religions have have a, a equally amazing beautiful stories challenging stories archaic stories that you would challenge that wouldn't that wouldn't that you wouldn't like either just like the bible does it's all filled with it um what i would say, what I would say guys is uh before this turns into anything like that is that you use what helps you to level up and where you are right now in life I, I didn't come here to tell anybody that their frame of thought or their worldview was wrong i came to simply share with you guys my worldview i've been there um i've tried to put it all together in a way that i could explain religion in a way to where it could be factualized for people. And when I realized I couldn't, there was no reason for me to subscribe to it. Um, if I can't, if I can't literally set you down and teach this thing to you and give you a logical reason why you should really believe in it and prove it to you, then I, I, I just sort of, uh, sort of step away from that before I teach people something that I don't fully understand. Um, uh, that's just it. I can see it. I can see the passion and stuff turning up, but I just want to say, I'm not, I'm not here for that, um, at all. It's right. all, uh, yeah, we're not here to debate. Steve, Steve, just have a question. Let Steve ask his question. Yes. Um. The the, the question is for um. The Kevin. I'm I'm yes. just jumping on because I have family that came out of town abruptly, so I'm just getting on. So I apologize. Um. But my I just want to know what is it that made you leave Christianity? Okay. So, so what I was saying was Jesus Christ. Sure. What I was saying was I was trying to substantiate Jesus Christ with fact. Um, I believe that there was a way that I could, uh, I guess, study religion and learn religion to the point to where I could show that other religions um, didn't have the same uh, history to validate them uh, as as Christianity. And then what I what I learned was that it's all accepted on faith. And so I asked myself if I if I have to. If I if I've accepted my beliefs on faith, how can I tell someone else that 
their acceptance of their belief on faith is wrong and that they should come to my belief. It's it's simply faith regardless of how much I believe in it. And because of this faith, it causes me to mistreat other people, not see them for who they truly are. Um, I can't, I can't, um, I know, I know that because like the brother Sam said it, whenever he wanted to, uh, to be better, he, he wanted to read the Bible and he felt like God pointed him to that. And many of us go through that as well, because again, when you grow up in this world, um, what do you see? Who, who saves? And that's Jesus, regardless of whether you grow up in church or not. Your peers believe in Jesus. You don't see any Bhagavad Gita laying around. You don't have a Bhagavad Gita in your house. You don't have a Quran. We don't get choices. We get what our parents believe in. And they're doing it for righteous reasons. Of course, they, they want us to go to heaven. They want us to be right with God. So they don't give us options, frankly. They don't say, listen, there's many religions. You decide which one you want to you want to believe in. That's not what they say. They say, God is great. God is good. Let us thank us for our food. Or now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. And you just start doing these montages and these um, rituals with your family. And so as you grow up, that becomes your God. And so for me, that wasn't good enough. I needed to be able to prove, prove who was God. And when I realized I couldn't do that, I stepped away. Okay. So you said you needed to be able to prove who was God, that Jesus was real. So are you saying that in your atmosphere where you grew up, you, you had no proof? No, I had, I had uh, things that we call proof. Like we would say the very fact that you have life is proof or uh, different things like that would be proof. But when I learned that these things actually are not proof because other religions use these as proof to substantiate their religions also, I realized I had okay. nothing different, different to set me apart from them. Okay, so now would you say that's because of what you experienced at home that you saw nothing, no, no healing, no, no, what the Bible says about wealth, no, no miracles being performed around you? Is that the reason why you are saying that you didn't believe that Jesus was real because of your life experiences with your family? Not at all. I don't believe that Jesus is real because of unsubstantiated proof. I don't have evidence to support it. Uh, I don't I don't not believe or believe in Jesus due to feelings. I realize that if you use feelings, you can believe in anything, you know. So have I saw people um, be healed? Yes. Um, and what's amazing is the human body does that. Um, if I if I get cut, my body immediately begins to heal me. If I get sick, my body immediately begins to heal me. And it's great that if someone gets healed and they say, hey, I'm going to give that to God, but I've seen people be given a placebo pill and be healed instantly because they believe so strongly in the placebo pill and no God was prayed to during that that that, that moment. I've seen people Pray sugar pill. Pill. A, a okay. sugar pill, absolutely. And so when you believe strongly in something, you can use that thing to heal yourself. And this is proven. So this is why again, have I seen healings? Yes, but Muslims have seen healings in the mosque, right? And, and 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 Hindus are seeing healing in the temple. Yes, I've seen what I thought was healing in the church. You see what I'm saying? So if you believe strongly in something, you can get healing through it. That's why I told Sam, I'm not here to tell him Christianity is wrong. He can find healing in Christianity. He can find power in Christianity, safety, support. Every bit of that is in Christianity. It's in those scriptures. Kevin. Yes, sir. Kevin, I'm going to say something. I, 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 both, both of you guys on here tonight, you know, I've, I've, when I say when it comes to belief, I grew up in a Christian um, culture. My family, I have ministers and things in my church. Mm -hmm. One of the things that started to awaken me um, was I remember um, someone told me that God works in mysterious ways 
and that you should never question God. Those are tools to keep you from looking for the truth. That is true. Those are the those are weapons that are set aside so when someone starts to to wonder and want to dive a little deeper, it tells you, well, there's no need for you looking any further than what you've already known because God don't want you questioning him. But the thing that bothered me was it comes right back and say that God say that asking you shall receive. So if I'm asking you to show me something that I need to see to make me hold on a little more, then you're telling me that I can't question you based off the actions of what I'm seeing. So, you know, I, me, me, me growing up in the church from ages of a child up until I won my first Bible scholar bowl at the age of 13. And going through that process, there was a lot of contradictions that started to convict me, as you see that it started to convict you. Absolutely. And I was like, you know, I'm not getting answers to this. Why am I not comfortable? Um, I went in and I remember doing five, um, three years in the federal penitentiary. And um, like I say, all my life, I have, you know, Christian family. And I just didn't understand, one, my family, which go to Church of Christ and Methodist Church, they would always bash Jehovah's Witness. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't understand, both of you are talking about Jesus in a facet of he's the deliverer and he's the son of God, or he isn't the son of God, he's just a great prophet. But we're, we're all speaking of great things of this person. And I was told to not hold conversations with Jehovah's Witness because they were of the devil. All of this is manipulation and control that is set up so that we never get the true answers of why we feel the way that we feel. So I used to ask, I remember asking a pastor, why is it that, and I, like I said, I had family members. I remember my auntie, who was the avid Church of Christ member. I'm to my, when I say avid, avid. And, um, I remember asking her to go. At this time, I was a Methodist. And I remember asking her. It was Easter Sunday, and I already went to her church that morning. And I remember having an Easter program, and I remember asking my aunt to come to my Easter program. And I remember my aunt saying to me, no, baby, I can't go to your Easter program. I can't participate in that because you, go to a, you don't go to a Church of Christ church. So if you don't go to a Church of Christ church, me going, me being a Church of Christ member, I can only go to a Church of Christ church. And that messed with me deeply growing up as a child. You can, you can allow me to come to your church because we both believe in God. We both believe in Jesus. But you don't, but you, then you go back to regular, um, what would I call that word? Um, conditioning and programming that the only people that are going to get to go to heaven are the people that go to the church of Christ. And that bothered me because this teaching is taught. So I used to ponder on, well, Christ, and I know that Jesus Christ came after Mithra and Krishna Absolutely. and all these different entities that, that were actually 
plagiarized throughout life. That this is just something that is being passed down from centuries and generations. The same thing. That, that's if not true. Took, I'm sorry. People, I'm sorry. That, that's not time, true. If the people that took the time true. to go back and look at the history, they would see that this whole thing about Christ had been said before Christ was even done, before Christ was even brought about. That is true, actually. Uh, God has been dying and rising again from way longer than way before Jesus Christ. He he ruled Horus was first given um, this uh, this attribute for di dying and rising again simply because he was the, uh, the the symbolic version of the sun. The sun dies and rises again at night. It dies and the day it raises. Actually, yeah. in, during the winter solstice, the sun actually goes away for appearing three days. And then that's right. Again, and for three days, and the third, the, that third day is the twenty fifth. Knowledge, so it's full of knowledge. Is a lot of knowledge. No relationship at all. Not for me. I don't hear anything well, about anybody having a relationship. We keep saying religion and all these different gods and all these different things. What about personal you experience you that you may have had? I'm not forcing anyone to believe. I'm not trying to force anyone to believe anything that I believe. I asked you a question as to why you left the Christian faith and you answered my question. But what I'm saying is, and you can, you can, anybody can do whatever they want, but I'm, I, I don't do religion. Everybody's been shouting religion. And the gentleman legacy kept saying what they said. They said what they told me. They said I couldn't do this. But you have to know these things for yourself as having a personal relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. Now, when you were saying, Kevin, about how the body can heal itself, of course it can. That's just the way God designed our body. But I can give you a personal testimony that God healed me from HIV and I took no medication because I prayed in Jesus' name and I believed him. I have personal stories. See, I'll show you my scars before I show you scriptures and tell you what personally he has done for me. And beyond that, he saved me from sentences of death. He saved me from getting shot and killed through a home invasion. He saved me in hospitals when I prayed and cried out to him. He saved me in situations where I was in bad accidents and all types of things that I personally went through that I know that it was nobody but when I called on his name. I have a personal relationship with him because I built that relationship with him. I didn't get caught up on what somebody showed me what I was exposed to through people. I learned it for myself. And that's the way I built my relationship with Jesus Christ. And he has really, really shown me that I, he really loves me. Even yeah, at times when beautiful. I was rebellious and I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to follow God like that. That's, God that's told me at one point that it was time for me to surrender my life to him, give up homosexuality, give up the streets, the clubs, the hustling, all of that. He told me it was done. But, but and I, I said, brother, why? Brother, why is it done? That's beautiful that, that you uh, you feel like you know, God healed you, that you feel like you have all No, it wasn't no I feel like, sir. It, it happened. Okay. I have records to show you. There was not a feeling. It happened. Your mind is like that because of what you've been through and experienced. That's why you guys feel the way you feel. And I'm not upset about it. I'm not angry and I'm not yelling. This I, I just want to interject for a second. Um, you know, uh, we're not here to debate. We're just here to discuss. No, um, not. I'm not no. debating. I'm just discussing. No, I'm giving them facts and I'm giving them proof. You guys want facts and proof? Then that's what you need is a personal experience. I wasn't debating. What I was going but to I'm say, telling you, yours, what I was, 
what I was going to say to you was this, that it's great that you were healed from HIV. All that is great. I'm happy for you. But what I will say is through this, Jesus, through okay, Jesus Christ, fine, no other way. Through Jesus Christ, that is fine. But I'm going to tell you something. I know a guy who claims to be healed of HIV through Allah. You understand? So what I'm saying is when you use personal mm -hmm. testimony, it just means that it's true for you. There is no way that you could prove to me that Jesus is who cured you of HIV. And I'm gonna give you an example, okay? There was this Muslim guy. You're talking, trying to right? now. You're trying to take brother, what I just told you and say there's no way I can prove that. And I just told you, brother. I told you that. It's like my, are my words painful to you? Is it hard for you to sit there and be quiet while I talk? Because you can mute yourself. Just give me a moment to get this out, okay? So again, I'm talking to this Muslim one day, right? And he tells me that Christians, okay, Christians are praying to Yahweh, of course, but Allah is so loving that he is the one who's blessing them. So if I had that Muslim on this, on this line with us, he would say, while you think Jesus healed you, actually it was Allah because he loves you so much. He didn't want no, you to- No, it was not. Because no, no, I didn't no, call I, on Allah. I never mentioned that bro, name out of my mouth. Again, again no. over, brother, you're over talking me. So he was, my, he, was, he, was, he was my response to him. If he can tell me, I said to, I said to him, I said, sir, if you can tell me that all Christians are mistaking Allah's healings and blessings for Yahweh's, what would you say if I told you that you are mistaken Yahweh's healings for Allah's and that it's in fact uh, Yahweh who's blessing you and not Allah? Guess what he did? Treating me exactly like you're treating me now. Yep. I just wanted to go ahead and point out, like, I do understand what uh, Legacy was talking about. I think a lot of this comes from church hurt, right? So we take what humans say to us and we kind of put that on God, right? Because a human actually we're not. We're actually not just to, asking for evidence. A human told you not to trust, not to question God. No, we and, pray to God and we ask God to speak. Okay. And God doesn't speak. And so humans speak, but God doesn't. So when you go to humans for answers. They make it up and God doesn't tell you otherwise. So some humans say God asks for tithe. Some humans say God says don't wear pants for women. Some humans say God said don't wear open toes. But God has never spoke. This is my point. Everything ever written down was written down by man. How can we prove oh that it was God. even inspired by God? How can we prove that? So that means that, the must, so the Quran was written faith. by man then. If you want to say the Christian Bible was written by man, which was not true, the Quran Everything was written by a human being. That's not anything that's not written by man. <clears throat> All right, so with church hurt, right? So just back to what Legacy said about like how when you talk to somebody and they don't say, add. don't question God. Yes. Right, he said, don't question God, but that's not what the Bible teaches, right? And that's what I feel like Stephen was trying to get to is as a Christian, our goal is to tell you God is a living God and you can have that relationship, right? Well, it doesn't have to go man. off of theology and all that other stuff. It doesn't have to go off religion. You, know you can mean? have a real relationship yes. with the living God. Exactly. I have a quick question for Sam and Steve. And I do apologize that my mic, I mean, my camera's not working, so I'm not on the screen. I don't know what's going on with the camera. But my question to Sam and Steve, because the reason why I had you on here, Sam, because the fact that when I found you on, on YouTube, I actually found you on YouTube and Facebook through Steve. And I was so impressed with your story and your journey, to be honest, because I saw a lot of me and you and you and me. 
because I was once you. I remember when I was the, the, the new Christian, the, the person that found the Lord, thought I heard from God. You know, I was brought up in the church from a baby, from, from a baby brought up. In, I'm 53, by the way. So from, from a baby brought up in the church. And all I knew was, was religion, Christianity. Okay. I love the Lord. You know, I love God. I love Jesus. That's all I knew. Was also a prayer warrior, was writing books. And, you know, I was writing a book called The Modern, Modern Day Job, which was going to be the story of my life based on the book of Job. So I saw you and me, and I saw a lot of sim similarities. So I said, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. So I found your YouTube and went and watched every one of your videos like two days. Everyone. I watched your whole journey. So that's how I grow to like you. The video that I showed of Kevin, through my years of going through Christianity and praying for things, praying for people and this and that, and not ever seeing things to manifest, I started to question things, question myself, question my religion, question his faith. Is he not hearing me? Because I know if I ask my mom for something, it's not going to take her 30 years to give it to me. So the first thing that the Christians want to say is, well, God's way is not your way. His time is not your timing. You know, all this kind of stuff. You know, they're so quick to make an excuse for God for not giving or blessing the way that I thought he should be blessed. You know, and 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 I believe that you know, ask anything in your name, you shall receive. So if I'm asking for a specific, you know, whether it was heal, heal my body, heal my mom's body, or help me through a test, or, or, or you know, whatever it was, or get, help get a job, and these things are not not manifesting or not not um, coming coming to pass, at some point you start to lose the faith. So I started questioning. Mm -hmm. I found the scripture that says, study to show thyself approved. And that's one thing that we as a lot of Christians do is we go to church and we listen to the man in the pulpit and whatever he say, that's it. And we'll pick up that Bible again until next Sunday or next Saturday if you're a Sabbath worshiper. My best friend who's also in the comment section who left a comment earlier, um, Darren, um, Darren was sharing some information with me about Christianity. This, this dude right here, Darren. So Darren was sharing a lot of information to me because Darren was, was at the time he was a Muslim, lean more towards being atheist. I didn't want to listen to that because at the time I was a prayer warrior, I baptized, speaking in tongues, laying hands, people falling out, you know, just doing the thing. I don't fight for God. As they say, you know, you fight up. But at the same token, it's like if I'm making people fall out or if Christ is making people fall out through me with the Holy Spirit, why isn't he answering my questions? Why isn't he manifesting through me? I have just as much faith as the next person. And again, I at 53 now, it doesn't take 53 years for my, my earthly father or my spiritual father to answer, to answer a question, answer a prayer. So I believe. So dealing with my best friend, Darren, I found Kevin. And I saw that first video, the one I showed earlier. And I was like, hmm, let me follow his journey. Join his Patreon. Bought the t-shirt and started learning and learning and learning. And I was what they call awakened. And I've been following Kevin. But at the same token, I do believe there's a higher power. And I do believe the higher power is what we call God. I don't believe in, as Kevin said, the whole the whole Jesus mechanism or the whole Jesus story because there's other stories in the that's written that, that date longer and older than Christianity. So I do believe that the story of Christianity was 
as you said, plagiarized from other religions. Names have been changed because even Jesus, the, the, the letter J didn't come around until when was um legacy? Um, it was the letter J didn't come around till like after Jesus had done been it's, here. It's not even four hundred years old. It's it's, a, it's only exactly. four hundred years old. And then the letter well, U. We know his. On, we know his on, name is Yeshua. Ioshia. I know his name, but they put then the name the letter, J, J the on it, so I'm U, fully aware of that. Then the letter U, which stood for son. Excuse me. The letter O was a U before there was an O, which 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 spoke for the sun that was in the sky. Oh my God! Man <laughs> took it again and changed it to an O when it was a U first. It was sun was dictating and talking about the sun that was in the sky because the letter O had not even existed to formulate for a person or a male. So that's how you know as time went on, they added and took it. And Kevin, you are right. In the beginning, when they were trying to put together the Bible, it never was put together until the Council of Nasir met together and said we were going to take this and we're going to use this because there is also a book there was also, there's also a book that is called the book of Enoch absolutely the book of Enoch which proceeded um uh let me see I'm trying hold on the the grand he's the great grandfather of Noah who actually got a chance when we're talking about biblical aspects who actually had a chance to watch and ascend into heaven and ascend into hell to actually know that there's a book called the book of Enoch where angels defy not not just Satan once before but there were a group of angels called the watchers that actually defied God's rule of just watching over mankind that actually came down Supposedly, and went and defiled and slept with man, women on earth that created that created giants. Now, over the years, men have decided that they were going to deny that they were ever giants, but they have found they have found remains of giants from way back then. But it was said that those angels were cast away. Some of them, um are still buried certain places right now or being changed right now. And those individuals, those angels, and those people who had kids, were that was supposed to have been the whole reason that the actual flood that wipes the earth away, it wasn't because of God was that a guy mad because the angels came down and defiled the earth and had kids with regular people. This is the book of Enoch. That, that the council of Nasir said, we don't want to talk about this when we use this Bible because it's going to make people think a little bit different. There was no such thing as a Bible until the book, until the council of Nasir Can sat I together. With, with, After the Gutenberg printing press. Let me go ahead and address that. With this idea that there was no Bible, right? There was no written Bible. These stories were passed down through history, right? We can all agree on that, that every generation passed down these stories. There were some books, like the Book of Enoch, like other books, that 
people rejected. And the reason that they rejected it is because these people were biblical scholars that would know further than you were given or any Sam, one of us on this call. Sam, let me ask you a question on that right there. Let me ask you a question. Well, on what you said. Good people. Oh, hold on, Kevin. Let me ask Sam a question on that, what you said, sir. With what you just said, that this has been passed down, I can tell Tiama a statement right now. And next week, have her pass it on to Tiama. And by the time it gets to Tony, hold on, hold on. By the time it gets to Tony, it has been turned and twisted and added on and taken away from. So how do you that. know? Hold on. How do you know that you get that you have gotten the purest form of what God left for somebody to write when it was controlled and written and dictated? By men who have sin and flaws. The reason that so this, we can, so we we can say that for every religious book, then. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. They would yes, not edit or change the word of God. These scribes, this was their job to make sure that these books were written generation after generation, right? These things were not changed. When we found the, the Dead, uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, basically, when we discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, we discovered old, old context. We have millions of manuscripts. It should amaze people that after all the manuscripts that we were able to find, that the Bible has stayed consistent throughout the ages, that the message of Jesus has stayed consistent throughout the ages. Man, have you ever read the Dead Sea Scrolls? People love to point to the fact that the Bible is changing. The Bible is changing because- Y'all are broken up. Language is changing. So, Sam, have you ever read the Dead Sea Scrolls? The Bible will change to reflect evolution of people. They will, words, like you just said, the Jeshua and Jesus, that is not reason to not believe in Jesus because Jay was created and the name is Jesus. It's the same person, right? It's the same How person. How do I know that? How do I know they're the same person? Why would person? you change the name of someone that already exists? Exactly. That's why, that's why it's Because a it's language. No, 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 it's no. language. Names it's don't language. get translations. It's translations. Listen, 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 hang on. Let me say this right here real quick. You're talking about the name of God. Names do not translate. Anywhere you go, Sam, your name is Sam. Words get translated, not names. There's never a reason to change the name of Almighty God, especially when it declares no, to God call has anybody. many names. Hang on, listen, hang on, hang on. Especially when the literature itself says to call on my name, pray in my name, okay. and put so much importance on the name of God. Why it does would it not. Be changed? Hang on. Why would it be changed? And why would it even allowed be allowed by God to be changed, knowing that it would deceive many people? Again, it's you say, hang on, hang on, hang on, Sam, listen. You say God is alive, alive, yet there is a will that's left as if he's dead. We argue over literature that a living God is still living today and could clear up. So this God who's alive, people pray to it every day and ask it for clarity on this very book, but yet and still they're deceived every single day. People are thinking they're praying to Krishna before they open their Bhagavad Gita. And whatever they find in that book when they open it, they believe that's where Krishna led them. Yahweh never says a word, man. Right? On Hang on, let me finish. On Sunday, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a street. There's gonna be four or five churches on that street. And each church is gonna have a preacher in it that's gonna say that God gave them a word to say for those specific people in that specific church. Now, 
All of these point to reasons that makes God seem more ambiguous than anything. So because these few people go to this church, God has a different word for these people. But for this church, he has a, a word for a different people. When you're looking to something that can actually make God true and real, imagine if nobody, no preachers talked about it, and these messengers of God actually got to church and had the same message for once. Not a message that a person could have came up with and said it was from God. So this is what you have with every single religion, period. Uh, uh, Stephen said earlier, you can say that about any religion. Yes, and that's the problem. Every religion is, can be argued the same way by using the same information. When you say, well, these scholars were trained and they, they, they with love, they were trying to preserve right. the literature. All of this is just rhetoric. You can't prove any of this stuff. You can't. So you so feel like the, the... So here's the best way. I just want to say this last thing. Here's the best way. Try to prove the Bible just to be true. So let's just take something like this. Noah's Ark, the world flooding. Now you have faith in the Bible. Do you believe the entire planet flooded and one family, Noah's family, survived? And since this happened, the, this many people and nationalities and religions that we have on this planet today came from one family. Do you believe that? And if you believe that, I would ask you, how did you get to that conclusion? Because when you try to prove that, what you find is the earth has never flooded to the point where everyone died except for one family. You find, and here's how you find this. You can look in the libraries of, say, China, Ethiopia, right? Different places all across the world. And they have libraries that predate the flood, that prove they have never been wiped out, that civilizations have been continued. And even when you look across the world, civilization does not stop and restart back after one family. We would be able to prove this if it were true. However, what you see is consistent history from everywhere. What happens is we read these books like the Bible, and then we never look in reality for proof of this stuff, and it becomes hardwired in our brain that it's actually true. When in reality, this stuff is not true at all, at all. Again, so a lot you of believe, so you believe all the all the, the pastors, the preachers, they just making up stuff and just saying it in the pulpit. That's what you believe. I think no, I, be, I believe are, that the pastors and the preachers features. have literature that they're pulling from. I don't believe they're making it up. I when I was a preacher, I believed everything that I was reading and teaching because I was taught that it was true. I wasn't taught how to find truth. I, I was just taught it was true. So when I would feel yeah. something, what I would think is he in my have spirit, a relationship. I would get up and preach it, and I would say it was God. And again, when you start talking about relationship, this is, this is another thing that's ambiguous. I can tell you that there's an invisible elephant that's in this room, and you can't see it because you don't have a relationship. Now, you're going to argue that's because it's not real. I would argue the same thing. I would not have a relationship with Jesus because Jesus does not exist. Now, you can so say- So as, as, as a minister, as a former minister, wow. you've never given a message and somebody came up to you after church and said, wow, that was just for me? I, I do that now. Like, I speak now, and people come up and say, man, I came just... I'm not talking about now and your... Now, I'm talking about when you were in a pulpit. Both. I have always been a dynamic teacher. When I was a Christian, I believed that everything in me came from Jesus, and I would give all the credit to Jesus. I believed it 100%. Now, when I speak, I don't do that, and people still feel the same love, same, the same inspiration. Anthony can tell you. He, he, he knows me. Um, people people say that my following is a cult following because people love what I have to say so much. Like I help so many people, and I do it without religion. I, I mean, I understand. I, I personally, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't really focus personally on religion. I focus on the spirituality side of it. 
Mm-hmm. But I guess you, you know you're entitled to feel how you want to feel. So you don't believe in the devil either. There's no, no, no devil. No. There's no devil, Ooh. no God. It's just, but, no, I, I, I don't believe in the devil. Like, I was trying to be serious. Can I ask you a question? I'm not trying to be offensive when I ask this. What seminary? Did you attend the seminary at any point in time? No. Okay. Wow. I feel like there's a way for people to go through these. And I feel like this is with Kevin. You never had that relationship, right? You never built that relationship, but you were preaching. And there are a lot of people. No, that's not true, though. You have yeah, that's got to be true. Because if you saying that no, you, you no, thought it was God, but it really wasn't God. No, like, who was it talking let, to let you? Explain, let me explain something what to you. Yeah, who, who was talking to you? Let me explain something to you guys, okay? When I was under when I was under the belief that I was Christian, and I was under belief that Jesus was real. I believed wholeheartedly that I had a had a relationship with Jesus. I likened my thoughts to being Jesus. When I prayed, the thoughts that I would hear back, I just said they were Jesus. So this is what formed what I thought my relationship was with Jesus. If I prayed for something and it happened, say I prayed for um just anything that's that's not something that's abnormal, but just something, you know, if it happened, I said that Jesus was the reason for it. So all of this that's gave not me a relationship. Hang, hang on a second, man. What no will you tell me what a relationship is then? A relationship is not I pray and God is like Did I say that it was? Did I say that it was? But you're using that as an example of your relationship with you, Jesus. You We're asking what was your relationship brother? with Jesus? Let me your relationship with Jesus to us. Here's what relationship like means. Here's what relationship means. How two things relate, right? So here's what relationship means. How two things relate. This is the only way you can have a relationship is to have two things that relate. So your relationship with what you call Jesus cannot be true. However, you believe it is. You don't relate to Jesus. When you talk to Jesus, he does not talk back at all. He's the same as any imaginary friend that you would have. I can yes, have he does. I can have now, now that's ridiculous there, sir. You're not going to try to come against what we believe like that because it's almost like you're trying to damn what Sam believes. That's ridiculous. So, there, so there's no Holy Spirit either, right? Prove Jesus Listen, you guys. Everybody. You're feeling better because you're going to say, I don't have a relationship. Everybody. Prove Jesus exists. I don't understand Kevin. why you took it personal. Us just asking like, hey, prove can you Jesus Y'all hold on one minute. And you use your experience. But can you prove Jesus exists? Excuse me. I hate to intercept, but we That's got the host of the show trying to get our attention. So let's just be a little more civil and respectful of the host of the show. End of the day, everybody is getting the book. Everybody is saying it's written by man. Mr. Kevin, your beliefs that you're in now, you got them from a book. That book no, was written not. by man. The Bible you was written from? by man. Yeah, where did you get from? You just to the library. It is a book. That book didn't get that mysterious. I have a lack of belief. I don't believe. I didn't get. I'm sorry, y'all. This book. is ridiculous. My lack of belief this came from not being able to prove what I read in these books. So everybody, if that's his, that's what he believes. Y'all right. can't hate somebody for what they believe like they can't That's not right. That's right. This, oh, this is not, not like I was saying before. This is not a debate. Everybody just sharing. This is just this is not a debate. Everybody just trying to share. 
how they feel and just yeah. asking questions and just wondering because I know I'm asking questions, mm. but I'm not attacking I'm you. you. I'm just leaving. Kevin, I did hear you say if you go to the library, it'll show you this to contradict against the Bible. I never said that. See, a book this is the whole that thing. Is I, by I never mentioned the word library. He didn't, Tiama. It was wrote to the bottom. Who? Somebody texted at the bottom. No. So um, he said you will go check. It is things that was before Jesus. That it's in the China Library. If you it took another book, get you the the Bible. I get what you're saying. It was written by man. The whole thing is, I, I'm listening to what Kevin is saying. You're a very smart brother. There's no denying that at all. And what you believe is what you believe. Like the young lady said, and like everybody says, that what you believe. But we're believing based off of our personal experiences. We gave you situations, and I know Sam has some too. And you literally tried to denounce what I was telling you to the point of anger. And then Sam brought up something, and you got upset. Right now, you're making stuff up. You, and, 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 and no, I'm not making up, sir. If they rewind this video, and what you're going to put it on YouTube, I will send it to you, cut and paste. You did say that. I got mad at you when you, yes, you, you told me your reasons for how believing. Are, how are you mad at me about what I believe, and I'm not mad at I you what you believe? You. I actually yes, you were. You, I actually just told you, you that Muslims have the same idea that they were healed from the same type of things. I actually said it's good that you got healed. Okay, you kept trying you. to make me. You you kept trying I to wasn't say trying well. To do anything. Um, You're well, this is now. about, and You're I gotta say Allah, and it's nothing like that. And you don't let nobody talk either. You cut me off, and I didn't cut you off. I let you. I wasn't trying to disgrade you at all. No, I was You're not. But I will, I will say this. I'm, I'm gonna, Tony, you. you know I love you. We've been knowing each other for a long time. I respect your show. But I will say this right here. In defense of believing that Jesus is Lord, that I, I, I love everybody on here, and I, I, I will definitely pray the way I will pray to you Jesus You should Christ. research. And... Uh, Sir, you gonna let me finish? You should research. I didn't cut you off at one time. Actually, you you're did. angry. You're upset. Angry. Something happened to you when you were young, and now Something you're going through a situation you you of you trying to go what this way mean? and whatever what? the case may be. You're upset. Something happened to you when you were young, growing up, and you got upset with something going on in the Christian faith, and it is what it is. All I can do is say, may you experience Christ before you leave this earth. That's all I can say, brother. It ain't nothing but love. And if you don't, but you, but you're leading people. Down the wrong way, you're gonna bump into a lot of people that have these type of beliefs. That oh, should okay. the a bring and, you closer and, to and, your faith without this much of an issue. Yep. I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue. My issue is that it's not the truth. And if we're sitting here telling you personally, okay, hold on. wait a minute, it is not true. It's not your truth. If this it, man wholeheartedly believes that, guess what? Okay. That is his truth. Okay, that is his truth. Him. But every time I try to say something about my truth, he gets Let upset me tell you, and in he the tries Christian to come faith, against me. The number one, number am, but one am I lying, though? Am I lying? Every time I try to say something about my truth, none of y'all said anything. None no, of y'all said a word. When, I, when he was trying to come against what I believe, nobody said a thing. 
that's 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 the issue that I have. But when I say something, some of y'all want to jump up and try to come against me. But nobody said anything to him. No, I let everybody on this panel ride out. I said not one word. Not one word. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just playing the neutral to respect everybody's point of view because there's not going to be one point of view, especially when it comes to religion and politics. Right, but at the end of the day, Stephen has cut Kevin off and Kevin has cut Stephen off. So that's just what I told him. They both got to respect each other on both spectrums of it. You can't make him believe what you believe. Kevin kept cutting me off the whole time I was Both of you were cutting each other off, sir. But but y'all missing the point. Every time I said something about my beliefs and what I believed in, he tried to disrespect it. I said not nothing true. about his. Yes, you did. What he tried to do was to bat and, 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 and try to invalidate what you were trying to say, but everybody exactly. got their own opinion. Everybody has their own opinion. So why 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 would you why does but that you can't, have you to can't be expect okay? people you can't expect people to do what you do. I didn't say do what I do. Let me speak my my truth like he spoke his truth as to why he left, why he's doing what he's doing. I spoke my truth with situations and true things that happened to me that when I called on the name of Christ, he came through. But I mean, I'm, I agree. I, I'm on your side with to, this one. Amen. So I have, I have to get up early in the morning, but the Bible says the Bible was written by the Holy Spirit through a man or woman inspired from paper to pen, pen to paper. The Bible also says we are never to argue about the Bible. It will always stand. I have to get up early in the morning. I God bless y'all, and y'all have a good night. God bless you too. Thank you for joining okay. us, Stephen. Be safe. You're welcome. Bye. Take a nap, Stephen. We need a nap. <laughs> I want you guys to know firsthand my, my attempt is not to uh, disrespect any of you guys uh, when he said when he said what um, that he felt like God had healed him from I told him that I'm thankful that he's healed you did, I also you did. share with him that Muslims say that and when you're talking about personal testimony you do have people from every other religion that have substantiated their personal testimony I mean, per, has, has substantiated their beliefs with personal testimony that go along with it. So while I, 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 I'm okay with it. I know that, like the lady said, hey, I'm with you. Many of you guys may have things you prayed to Jesus about, and you, that may be the reason you believe it, because you feel like he answered. But what I'm saying is, you have to understand that people who have other religions, they pray to the God of their religions, and they believe in it for the same reasons, because they think their God answered it. So they're going to use personal testimony to believe in Allah, and Krishna yeah. as well. And so what I'm asking is, what does the Christian have that separates them from every other religion? And so far, y'all haven't done that. So I'm not discrediting Can we? Thank you for what, what, like, what is your belief about God? I don't have a belief. Form, form your belief on God? I don't, I don't have beliefs. I believe that we you, should live. You're atheist. Would you consider yourself atheist, agnostic? Like what I would say, it? I would say agnostic, meaning that if I had evidence for God, I would believe in God. I don't know what that evidence would look like. But God, if God exists, God knows what it would take to convince me. And, and it wouldn't be hard for God. And if God cared enough about me believing in it, it would do it. It wouldn't, it's, it's not out, like it's outside of God to convince me to believe in it. So I live by this point that regardless of what man say, regardless of how many books or how many religions are made, I refuse to subscribe to one of them until God tells me. I, we live in a world to where everybody heard about God from someone else. I don't believe it should work that way. I want to hear about God from God, not some dude. 
And, and, I don't understand how, could, how you how you have never heard the voice of God being in a position that you were in before. I, I, I my little peanut brain just can't grasp that. I just well, I've, 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 heard, it. I've, I've heard because I was I was raised in the church mm-hmm. for years, and I'm not saying I didn't believe. When it came a point where I had to know God for myself, and I heard the voice of God, and I know it wasn't me. Hold on, Kevin. Hold on, Kevin. Here's, here's my question to T. Savage and to Sam. Both of y'all say y'all heard the voice of God. You heard the voice of God, which caused you to walk away from a picture perfect life that you had. You was married to a man, beautiful career, nice, you know, nice home, cute little dogs in the background. You know, so you, you had it going on. But you heard a voice from God. T. Savage, you was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. Your, father, your father was a minister. You heard the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Now, my thing to both of you is, according to the Bible, he gives you free will. So I have an intellect, I have a common sense, I have an inner man that also talks to me. So how do you know that that wasn't your yourself talking to you, telling you, don't do this, don't do that, or, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you can talk to yourself and do right from wrong. If there was never religion, I know right from wrong because my mom raised me right. And it has nothing to do with religion. Or faith, God, Christian, Jesus, I knew right from wrong based on my mother. So how do you know for a fact? Because if I'm, if I'm, let me play devil's advocate for just a second. If I was from a third world country where Christianity or no religion existed, and I came to America, you as a Christian, the Bible says go out and to all the nations and spread my word. What is it about you and your faith or your religion or whatever it is you're following that's going to convince me to now conform to what you're doing? I would just say to answer the first part. Oh, you want to go first? It'll be quick. To answer the first part of the question, I can't confirm how I know that it's God, but I know it's God and it's not me. And the times that I question, it will be reconfirmed in other ways. Meaning, if I ask God a question and I feel like God is giving me an answer, and then I ride down the street and a song come on. It might be confirming what I just prayed to God about. I feel like God comes in different forms. I don't care about you balling up your face legacy. I feel like God comes in different forms. I feel like he speaks to you in different forms. He can come to you through something on the TV, through a song, through an individual. I feel like he speaks in different ways. I do agree. And I do want to talk about relationship because my experience was I started out in the church. I left the church completely. I was agnostic like Kevin, completely agnostic where I did not believe at all. So that I church don't church. have the same experience as T, right? Where T Savage, she grew up in the church. She was with the church. Like I wasn't there. Like I fell into depression. When I fell into depression, my soul was searching for something. My, my soul was searching for something. I couldn't figure out what it was. And so I went looking, I went asking the same questions that Kevin did. I did not read the Quran or anything like that, but I researched the differences between different religions until I found in my spirit that I could settle on Christianity as being the true religion. And then I started building that relationship, a real relationship with Christ, right? The Bible teaches of you receiving the Holy Spirit and being born again. And that was my experience. I was born again, the things that I wanted, I had no reason to walk away from my relationship. Like, I love my husband. I love my wife. Right. That is an unnatural thing to do, right? That is not, that is not me. 
me would be in that relationship. Me would be doing that. The Holy Spirit in me is now saying, oh, well, you need to follow your spirit, man, and you need to do something else. I'm working against my nature and following the nature of something that's above me, right? This is a relationship with God, and this is what the fruit of the spirit produces in our lives as born-again Christians. And again, a lot of times we, we as Christians spend so much time defending our, our, our religion, but the truth is, like, it's a relationship, like, my relationship is going to look a lot different from T. Like how God speaks to me is going to be a lot different than how God speaks to you. It's a relationship. He'll speak to you in a way that you're able to understand. Like he's God. He knows you. Okay. you. you have right? a I don't think as an agnostic that we can believe in God and say God, God is not wise enough to still speak to people or somehow people are just passing down myths from generation to generation and never experiencing God in their lives, being certain of who God is in their lives and then passing that story down to someone else. Sam, right. I got a question, Sam. What, before Christianity was found, where are all those people going before Christianity was brought about? Are they going to heaven or hell? Believers are going to heaven. No, 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 no. They couldn't be believers because there was no Christianity. So I'm going to ask you Jesus again. No, 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 no. I'm going to ask you again. I'm going to ask you again. Before Christianity, there were people that lived before Christianity and had a belief in God. Where are those people going? All those millions and billions of people. Where are they going? So the Old Testament was... God's way of making people right with him, right? So those people who live by the law in the Old Testament were made right through Jesus in the Old Testament through the sacrificial system. Before that. Sacrificing animals. That was the way they made themselves right with God. When the New Testament came about, Jesus became the way people made themselves right with God. He said before that. The sins of the past, I said before that. So those people in the past, Jesus died for them as well. Those people who sin in the future, Jesus died for them as well. Those people who are sinning right now, Jesus died for them as well because they were believers. So Jesus died, hold on, so Jesus died before he came. Because no, people who died, died for the sins of believers before he arrived. Yeah. They can't be believers if they never knew him. The people who were dead before Christianity was taught, where are the they? Jews, the Jewish religion has carried God throughout God, the so God, that we know God, they carried God. They didn't carry Jesus. He he wasn't there before them. Okay. He came after that. So they couldn't have carried Jesus because they didn't know about him. My understanding is God and Jesus are one person. The old Testament. Man, that, Kevin, listen, Sam, I'm not knocking, listen, I'm not knocking you. I'm glad, my man, that you found God because I, like I told you, I grew up that way. I was taught this, and I do understand what you're saying that you, that this is your understanding. And I'm not telling you that you are wrong for how you believe. I will never tell you that. Because that's how you are going to get where you're trying to get to. Absolutely. But what I'm telling you is, or what I am asking you, Mr. Sale, is growing up in church, me, 
when I was at my lowest point in my life, and I'm pretty sure I could get lower, I was sitting in a cell. And at this time, someone walked up to me and told me, because um, they always saw me reading the Bible. And um, at this time, I'm frustrated in my life, and I'm asking God, please reveal yourself to me. Because at this time, I'm feeling lost. So a brother that was Muslim came to me, and he asked me, you know, have you ever studied Islam? You know about Islam? And like I told you, the same way that I was taught that Jehovah's Witness was bad, I was also told that a Muslim was bad also. Don't deal with them. Well, one of the greatest things that the man, and I told him straight up, I said, listen, I don't have a problem going through the Quran. I don't have a problem because I like knowledge. And I know all knowledge is not in one book. So, and God tells you to study to show thyself approved, not someone else telling you what thus says this. He said, you ought to study to show thyself approved. Because like you say, you got to have a personal relationship with God. So I started studying the Quran because I, one of the first things I told that Muslim brother was, if you have anything negative to say about Jesus Christ, I don't want to read this. The first thing the brother did was open up the Quran and showed me in the Quran the whole surahs of where they talk about Jesus Christ and how great of a man he was when he walked the earth. This is what they taught. And I remember as I'm dissecting this and I'm, indul I'm indulging in all of this that they're giving me, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm hungry, boom. To a point to where I ate so much of it that I remember going in my room cell and getting on my knees after studying for a while. And I remember asking God, I said, I said, God, if Christianity is for me, remove this covenant from me because I don't want to be confused. But if Christianity is not for me, remove that from me because I don't I don't want to walk. I don't want to be confused anymore. Lo and behold, Sam, as long as I had been studying Christianity, I drew more. I drew more and more to Islam than I did of 22 years of being in Christianity. Because at that time, that was something that made me feel good because of what I've been taught. When I was taught that if you pray to God, this and that, this through Christianity, He'll reveal, He'll answer your prayer. Da da da. At that time of my life, he wasn't hearing me. He wasn't revealing nothing that I was asking of God to me. In 22 years. So, no, no. In 22, in 22 years of the time you was incarcerated. Which one? The time I was incarcerated. That's what I'm saying. The time I was incarcerated. In the 22 years, I'm saying me having a personal relationship with God, in those 22 years, I could not understand why he was not hearing me or replying to me. But on everything, when I when I asked God to remove that away from me, 
I drew, he moved Christianity out of my way for Islam to come into my life. That's what and you say. I, I, that I was again to explain God to people. All I can say is we have to realize that the spiritual world is very big, right? So when we're praying to God, like, or when other people are praying to God, or there are spirits, right? There are other spirits out there. There are other spirits that speak. There are other spirits that have wills. There are other spirits that do things that might lead you in different paths, right? And that's why it's so important to have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. It's, you have to have, why, why, why like Jesus Christ over every like other God? Millions Yo, why Jesus of over God's other God? We have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Why? Why Jesus? Why Jesus over Christ yeah, or anybody else? I'm just speaking for me, and why you're saying that God did not respond in that situation, and you're saying you're basically saying God gave you the Muslim faith, and I'm trying yeah. to tell you that we cannot say that. We cannot say that God gave you. Let me ask you a question, Lacey. Let me ask you a question. You were incarcerated. Were you just reading? Were you just praying, or were you reading the Bible as well? Savage, listen to me. I explained it. I, at that time, I had not been incarcerated two years. The only book I know to read is the Bible. Hmm. Well, now, I pray God, God has left in his, uh, in his time, not our time. Whether okay. it be a week, a month, or a year. Can I say something, guys? Like, Of now, course. I, I, I want you guys to see this, too, man. Now, when uh, when when Legacy was talking here and he said that he prayed to God and, and if, if Christianity isn't for me, remove it. And he said he felt like it was removed. Now, Sam said, you can't say that. Now, I want to show you guys something. And this is what happened to me earlier. OK, now, Sam, imagine you giving your testimony and you say you prayed to God to bring you closer to him and to speak. And then you say, well, and then he spoke. And that's how I got closer to Jesus. Imagine Legacy interrupting and saying, well, you can't say that. See, earlier when I was talking about what a relationship with God was, y'all intervened to say, well, that's not a relationship. It's almost like when he's given his perspective, he said he prayed to God and God, God removed Christianity. And you told him he can't do that. That's not fair. Now I can't even finish my sentence. Like what I'm saying is accept his testimony so he can accept yours too. Now see, like for you, what I see is a beautiful brother with beautiful energy and who truly loves who he thinks is God. So much so, he's willing to sacrifice his relationship with the, with the man he loves. I see that as, as beautiful if, if Jesus is true. Now, for me, I think that speaks a lot to your relationship with Jesus, that you're willing to do all of this to preserve and get closer to Jesus in this relationship. Sam, I'm going to tell you something. I was the same way as a Christian. I made unlimited sacrifices for who I thought was Jesus. I did not eat pork. I did not eat any of the foods that the Bible said don't eat. I didn't celebrate Christmas, Easter, any of the religions that the Bible said don't celebrate. You, a lot of Christians would look at my life and say that I was too religious because I lived my life the way that God told the Jews to live their life. I, I, I saw that Christianity was, was just doused in Western, Western thinking and religion. So I, I pulled away from it. So I did like you. I tried to live my life upright. Where's Ronald Palmer? Now, oh, on the back end, though, I wanted to prove it was true. Now, this is this is outside of sacrifices. When I found that I could not prove it's true, I developed my own philosophy. Now, for you, you're walking away from somebody that you love. Like you said, you would be with this person if it wasn't for your religion. That And I like that because 
you shouldn't leave your religion just so you should live just so you could live the life that you want to live. So I think you're doing it the right way. And I got mad respect for you because a lot of people would drop their religion just so they could live whatever life they wanted to live. And instead, you said you're saying I'm going to go against what I feel like in myself is natural. Now, right now, you're saying that you're you're you, you were before being saved, this new creature in Christ, you were homosexual. Your husband is a man. Now, understand that humans would look at you and say, well, that's not natural. But you're saying that's natural for me. When I look at a man, I'm turned on by that man. Now, you can you speaking for you if you say that's not natural. Right. And, you know, for you, what you feel when you look at a man. So for you, a person who says I, I'm going to cut myself off from the very from my own from my own um, desires just to pursue God. Man, that's greater than most people have done. Like you said in your video. If you're if you're bisexual, of course you'll say I'm gonna leave men alone. But hey, you still got one side of it. You can still be attracted and sleep to women. But hey, if you're not attracted to women at all, how do you line yourself up with God's rules? Loving women, being attracted to women, and not liking men like you actually are. And you said I'm gonna cut men off and women off and truly pursue God. I think that's beautiful. But here's what I'm saying to you: One day you may get to a point to where you say, "Is it true? And can I prove it? Can I prove it?" Based on where you are right now in your life, it's true. And the moves you're making right now speaks to your character as a man. I salute that 100%. I promise you I do. I was the same way. Whenever you come into new information and you start and you start learning a little bit more than what you already accept, you may actually change your mind and you're still going to be a good person. You may still go back to that person that you love and people are going to tell you that you did it just to run back. But I promise you. When you start living your life in the unknown and not the known, because our whole life we've been told how to think, how to read, how to see the Bible, how to accept it. You got a concordance that helps you believe it even stronger when you can. It, and it's hard. Don't get me wrong. And even even everything I'm saying does not make the Bible false. Me expecting God to speak to me does not make it false. Other religions having religions and literature does not make the Bible false. My reasons for not believing in the Bible is because I can't prove it true. And that's the same for every other religion. So just take Christianity, for instance. 32,000 denominations belong to Christianity. 32,000. So if you're Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, non-denominational, that's even a denomination. Christianity has 32,000 different sects of denominations. So, again, it's confusing. So when you look at Christianity and say there's so much to substantiate it and prove it, when you look at Christians as a whole, they can't even agree on how to worship this God that they believe exists. So much so, they come up with so many denominations that they equal 32,000. And if you ask a Christian, not just why you're Christian, if you say, why are you Baptist? They can't tell you why they're Baptist because they can't tell you why they're not Presbyterian, Methodist, and all the other religions that are not Baptist because there's 32,000 of them and they've never even heard of them. And yet they've already said, I'm Baptist. So when you start getting into people who claim Jesus, now, now Sam, I don't think you're like that. You seem to be like a, a Christian who really is dialed in. But let's be honest, a lot of your counterpart Christians, do they not claim Christianity and they ain't never read the Bible at all? That's they, that's mama, they mama just go to church. They grandma just, they never went to church. They live their life like hellions and still say they, they believe in God. Do they not? Yes. So th this is what I'm saying. It's it's proven that we can accept belief without fact and without ever looking into it because people say they believe in God. and They haven't read. Now, you also have people who have read the Bible and say they don't believe. So it's also proven that you can read the Bible and still not believe in it. What proves the Bible? I'm OK with you having faith, 
that, that you believe in the Bible. That's fine with me. And it seems like your actions line up with that even more. I think that it makes you good for society because you can be a Christian and still be good for society, period. Because the Bible, if you live it the way it asks you to, it makes you a good person. I don't have a problem with that. What I'm saying is how can you prove your religion true over every other one? And I think that you would have to admit, I can't. I accept my religion on faith. And everybody else has to do that same thing. So if, if you accept that, you can't make claims to other people saying you got to make Jesus your prerequisite. You got to do this with Jesus because you can't tell them any reason why over what. And they, and they can't tell you any reason why you should just drop Jesus and go pick up theirs. You don't have an argument. You believe in Jesus for your own reasons only. Honestly, I actually have a substantiated argument. I'm, I'm looking at everybody else's reasons for why they believe and understanding that their reasons are just their reasons. They, they don't have a real reason to for anyone else to believe. They only have reasons why they believe. I do want to just add. I but let me say something before we move forward. Sam, let me, let me say. Go ahead, Sam. I agree with some of the things you said as far as it's, it's a question of faith at the end of the day. That's something I think we can all agree on is we all live the life. We all have to live this life, right? We all have to die. And whatever happens during this life, if you believe you're going to be held accountable for it or not, that's up to each individual to make that, that choice about how they're going to live their lives, what they're going to believe, so on, right? The only thing that I would say to kind of go against that is that I don't believe that there is no absolute truth and that we cannot know an absolute truth in our reality. And even if it's just an absolute truth for me, is because when we, like even with you and saying like, like you're agnostic and you're arguing and you're making all these points, but then it's like, what what is the purpose like what are you leading people to like to just confuse like to just question and just like not have faith in anything you know what i mean like like what is the point of arguing so hard against this thing and then and then it's like you you aren't even certain about what you believe in right you're agnostic it's a level of confusion it's a level of i don't know what's going on right and so we're having this you're basically telling people they should question their faith and go like the grass is greener on the other side when it's not, right? There's nothing on the other side. It's just confusion on the other side, right? I have an anchor in Jesus Christ. I know Jesus Christ through my experience and through my experience, I can share the Bible teaches they overcame with their testimony. They overcame by sharing their testimony and their experience with God. And my experience is real, right? Maybe I cannot sit there and I, I wasn't around when the earth was created. None of us were, right? All we can do is look around us and find out what is real. What was our experience like? And I, again, I don't have that experience where I was spoon fed Christianity by anyone. I was not, like I did, I was agnostic, right? I did not believe. I came to Christ just a year ago, like I came. I had that revelation and he became my anchor and I realized changes in my life. I'm a completely different person than when I started. That I'm a completely different person than when I started and that transformation is not me sacrifice. It is sacrificing in the natural, right? I sacrifice my husband, I sacrifice all these things, but that desire to do that 
comes from God. That desire to change who I am, it, it doesn't come from me. When I say natural, I'm not talking about natural, like God made natural. I'm talking about my carnal mind is even babies, they are born and they want to please themselves, right? It's always about pleasing yourself. I want to please myself. My natural inclination is to please myself. I came to God and I realized the transformation in my life where I'm not concerned about myself, right? I'm concerned about pleasing God. And that is not a natural, that is not the natural thing for, for a human being. A human being wants to go have sex with as many people as they want, right? A human being wants to please themselves. This transformation and this experience that I'm feeling is me becoming a new person, a new being. That cannot come from me because I've never in my 31 years had an experience or desire to not want to please myself. But when I came to Christ and built a real relationship with him, that's when things change. So that's how I know it's real, right? That is absolutely yeah. true, that this is absolutely what happened in my life. And of course I can only speak for experience, but that's what God wants, is you to have a real relationship with him. He's not a genie. Again, relationship is not, I pray and I'm going to hope. And if it doesn't come true, then, well, then God's not real. That's not relationship. A relationship, if you have, if you, I could go call my mom right now and be like, mom, give me $20. And she says, no. Does that mean I don't have a relationship with my mom? Because no, but she said no, no, something. Her, her thing is, she said and something. saying no proves you have a relationship with her. Two people are relating. They're having a dialogue. If I say, mama, can I have $20? And she says no, therein lies the then relationship. Someone saying no does not discount a relationship. Now, if exactly. you call and no one answers the phone, then we can start questioning this relationship with your mama. If she never calls back. My because mom ignores me all the time. This, uh, no, no, he's not. not this is what I'm saying. saying. But she has answered before. You do know her. You see her. You have interacted with her before, right? And so God you know, with me before. That's what I'm trying to get you brothers to understand. No, no, no. Listen, sometimes listen, God Sam. will interact with you, and sometimes he won't. He's God. Sam, he's God. Sam, it's not Sam. His Sam. Sam. Then that Sam. wouldn't be a relationship. Sam, Sam, you, Sam, you cannot compare a human relationship where you actually deal with the person to that of God, again, a, a, a person who's in Hinduism is gonna use that same type of rhetoric and we're talking about something that separates you. Now say the, sec say the first thing you ask me, what am I doing? Am I talking, what am I, what's the reason for what I'm doing? Because on this side, there seems to be confusion. Take back what I said now, there are 32,000 denominations of Christianity. There, there are 4,200 different religions. Christians argue and debate their own beliefs all the time. Don't say that, Christianity, there's not confusion. And on my side, there is confusion. That's unfair. How about there's confusion on both sides? Everywhere you go in life, you're going to be curious. You're going to answer questions. And then you're going to do the necessary research that it takes to become clear. That's what we all should be doing in life. It's called thinking. My motto is, I don't want you to think like me. I just want you to think like me. See, if we all think, we can all put together different perspectives and build on those. You see what I'm saying? So, again, if you say, hey, I, I'm, I am making these sacrifices, but it's due to inspiration from God. That is great that you're inspired by something to be better. Here's what I do teach people because you asked, you said on my side is confusion. I teach people how to level up without religion. Now, you're leveling up using religion. I teach people how to level up without religion. OK, so this is what I do. And people don't come to my side saying that they're confused. 
They actually come to my side saying that they know more than ever, that they feel more confident in themselves than ever. So it's not like it's a bunch of confidence. And I don't teach it like the grass is greener. I teach that life is what you make of it. See, uh, here's, here's one thing. If you're, if you're a religious person, you might believe that your God is on the other side of manifesting your reality. So you have to pray or you have to live right and be worthy of your God blessing you with this other reality. Well, I believe that if you plant a seed and you tend to that garden, it'll grow regardless of who you pray to. And this is what has seemed to be consistent in our reality. When Muslims put work behind their prayer, it seems to manifest that prayer to be true. And this is any religion. Action put behind your belief seems to be what manifests your reality. And this is consistent, not the prayer itself being consistent. Now, take away religion totally. You have people who believe that tomorrow will be a, be a better day. And they don't even have a reason for saying this. Just tomorrow will be better. But that's not true. If you don't work today, there is really no reason to believe tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow does not have a consciousness that shows up at your front door to make things better. The sun merely just is in a different place. We, we circle around the sun, so we say the sun went away, and we think tomorrow, because sun, the sun comes back, that it's a new day, and things are going to be different. It's not. If you haven't did anything in yesterday, you can't expect to have anything today. So you ask yourself, could you pray, pray, and pray for a garden in your backyard? You could, but will you get it? No. Now, can you pray, 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 and go in your backyard and plant and get a garden? Yes. Now, can you not pray and go and plant a garden in your backyard and get a garden? Yes. What seems to be consistent in our world is action. It really doesn't matter what your inspiration is. Because whether you are inspired to be a better person through Jesus, Allah, Krishna, or your higher self, you, you have the power to become a better person. Now, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to use Christianity to become a better person. And because you're successful doing it, you're saying Christianity is true. Well, listen, Christianity is true for you because it helps you level up. But hey, someone else may say, hey, I use a lot of raise up and they do. So like you may give somebody a workout that worked for you that helped you get good, good benefits. Well, for that person, they may go do the exact same workout, but it makes their muscles soft and flaccid. So they have to figure out what works for them. So if you're arguing that your workout will give anybody your body, that's inconsistent. It's wrong. So what you're able to do with the Bible is it speaks to you and your ability to move forward. So when you read these scriptures and you take them and make them applicable to your life and you become better, this is a testament for Sam, not Jesus. Now, what will happen is Sam will give Jesus credit. And that's OK because Jesus inspired you to do it. If you want to get technical, Jesus did do it then. If you're inspired from Jesus to be great and you give that credit to Jesus, then it was Jesus. If I'm inspired by Michael Jackson to become a great singer and dancer, like say Chris Brown, if he wins that trophy and says, I want to thank Michael Jackson because he did all this stuff and I learned from him. He's right. He wouldn't be who he was without Michael Jackson. Whoever you make your idol, it helps you tap into yourself. So I'm wearing, I'm wearing these aunts right here. I don't believe they're real. I know they're symbolic for life. The top part represents the yoni or the vagina. The bottom part represents the penis. And when these two combine, you have life. This is African concept. I wear these simply because of the concept behind it. Now, I don't believe it has power. But watch this. If this were a cross, it would be the same thing, a human man-made symbol. But if I believe in it, I can cast out demons. Christians will kiss it just to give them hope. And they believe that it has power. But really, it's just the material that it's made out of. It's either gold, silver, whatever. It's, it's not real. It can't really cast out demons. And we know this to be true. So here's what I'm saying. You have a conduit and then you have you. Your Bible is a conduit, okay? Your, these crosses, these emblems are conduits. They actually don't have power, but they help you tap into your power. 
So if you hold this cross up or this Anka and you start looking at it and believing in for it to give you life, you can actually summon life within yourself because you're powerful. Now you can do this without the Bible. You now <laughs> before before you uh, brought yourself to religion, think about this right here. You could be down or depressed, and somehow you're able to say things to yourself to give yourself the energy and courage to go through. Where did that energy come from? It comes from inside. It was already there. But whatever words you use to tap into that energy, that's what you use. And all of a sudden, you have the inspiration. Now, you could be in the best mood of all and have lower vibrational thoughts, and they bring you down and sap your energy. Where did your energy go? See, you, you were untapped from your source, which is really inside of you. We can all pep rally ourselves into doing something great, and we can, we can all down talk ourselves into doing something horrible. It doesn't take religion. You can do this with your own mind. You can feel the power come where you didn't have it before, and it's not because some energy outside of you did it. And here's my last example, and I'll stop. If you break your bone and you put a cast on your arm, now, if you're taught your whole life that the cast is what heals your arm, yeah, you put, a bone, you put the cast on it when your arm was broke, you took it off, your arm wasn't broke. It would be easy to believe that the cast is what healed it. But the cast doesn't heal it. Heal it. Your, the cast holds the bone in place and you heal it. Your, your muscles, your DNA actually rebuilds yourself and heals that bone. So imagine giving all the credit to the crutch and the cast for healing you. Now imagine the Bible likened to that crutch or that cast. When you're going through horrible things in your life, it can be that cast or that crutch that holds you together so you can cope. But it's you that healed you. It's you that, it's not the Bible. You healed you. You could have done it without it. This is what I mean. We can use any type of book or any type of information or any type of idol to give ourselves power. It does not mean that these things in themselves have power. It means that we're drawing power from ourselves from, by using them as conduits. This is why that sugar pill works. It becomes like the Bible. You've seen it on Space Jam, and that's a, obviously it's a cartoon, it's not real. But this happens in real life. They put these little copper bands on your arm and try to bend you, right? They try to bend you without the copper band and you're easily removed. So now they put the band on you and when you're expecting it, you don't move so easily. And so they tell you it's the band that's doing it. And now you done bought this band. We do this all the time in life without substantiating what we're doing. I just think um, the theology is different, right? You have a concept of man has power and and man has the ability to do things on their own, where I see is it's God, right? It's God has the ability to do things and we just are, are able to be blessed by what God is doing. And that's just the difference here. I think the Bible even teaches not to put yourself too high, right? Because the thing is we're, we're flesh. We're not God. But you're still using literature to prove literature. So it doesn't yeah. matter what the Bible says. But again, I'm just, trying to talk about your theology. I'm not trying to prove anything to you because you have your own theology. I'm just talking about my theology and where we're different, right? So the people can understand where we're different. You're saying to put your faith in yourself. I'm saying to put your faith in God, right? I'm not so saying use faith, period. So if, if let, me, let me say my own stance. I wouldn't say use faith, period. Faith is believing in something that you cannot prove. Now, of course, it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's the biblical version of it. But if you can't prove something, that is the reason you have faith. So here's my thing. My stance is this. Humans can do amazing things. Your stance is that God, God, through God, humans can do amazing things. My stance is that I see no reason to intersect or interject God without proof. All right. So, yeah. Okay. So that's your point. My point is, again, 
we need God. And when we wake up in the morning, when we have these ideas, if you're looking at yourself, you can kind of tell your limitations, right? You can tell that your flesh and bones are going to die someday. You did not create yourself. You're not a God. You don't have that level of power. Did God create like him with me, I do not have that level of power. Again, in my experience, you're saying it's like some sort of I... God inspired me or something like that. That it's not inspiration what happened to me. Again, it's transformation. Right? It's a completely different person than I was before. That's not something that I can be inspired to do. That's something, it is something that you can be inspired to do, brother. When I came to Christ, I was not looking for that. That was something that Brother, are you saying me. you cannot be inspired to change yourself and evolve? Like what do you hire personal trainers for? What is a life coach for? What is a therapist for? You cannot be inspired to become a better person and evolve and transform. Are you serious? I'm saying God did not inspire me. Again, I'm speaking on my experience. You told me that God inspired me to change my life. That's what you told me. I'm telling you that is not what happened, sir. I'm telling you my experience and my experience You're is- You're saying that you inspired I was not inspired, you. You inspired So you inspired you. Anything. I was changed by him. That's my so, experience. But you said, you're saying that God doesn't inspire you, that in fact, you inspire you. I'm talking about the specific when you told me about my husband and that situation. I was, I'm saying in that specific case, I was not inspired if this was something that happened to me. Okay. Now, let me ask a question. I'm, this is me. I want to know, Jesus, from what we've gathered, from, from reading the Bible that Jesus Christ Walk the earth. This is what we're going by biblical context. Jesus was a Jew. How did he go? Because nowhere have you ever read where Jesus Christ said that he was a Christian. So I'm trying to get an understanding of him being a Jew, and Jews don't, and Jews and Christians don't get along. So what I'm trying to get an understanding of is if Jesus was a Jew. And so-called God favors the Jews more. Why do why why have Jesus never called himself a Christian? And again, this comes from reading the Bible from? and understanding the message Where? of the gospel. And that's what when you again people grow up in the church and they don't have that relationship and they don't understand the message of the Bible and the message of the gospel and how perfect that whole message is. So Jesus. Christian, first off, means follower of Christ, right? So Jesus wouldn't means be what? a follower of Christ because he is Christ. So Jesus is not a Christian. Jesus was a Jew. You're right. He's not a follower of Christ. Christians are followers of Christ. Paul so, so, this is, so that, that would mean that that, that, is, that would mean that Christianity that would mean that Christianity is made up as well. Because Jesus Christ himself never called himself Christ. Because Christ can't follow Christ. Christian is a follower of Christ. No, 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 no. It's not about following. It's not about following. I'm it asking you if following. I am a Jew, if I am a Jew, then I am going to have some type of method left behind to say follow the Jews. Because we are Jews. If Christ was yeah. a Jew, he would want you to follow the Jewish way. You would be Jewish. You would, you so would be Jewish would, following Christ. Exactly. You would be a Jewish follower. You wouldn't be a Christian follower. 
I'm so I don't understand. Okay, so let me let me explain it. Okay, so like Jesus was Jewish. So if you say the word Christian means Christ-like or follower of, of Christ. Christ, right? So if you're a follower of Christ, then your actions would make you Jewish because you're following a person who was Jewish. A Christian's actions does not make them Jewish at all. Their a Christian's actions actually make them Jewish. And what I was going to say is that's not the Bible. Is listen, a, a a Jew is not a Christian. So if you copying and following a Jewish person. You would be following rabbis. That's what Jewish people are. Now we're not again, following Jews. We're following Christ. Right, and Christ is a Jew. Right. But did he teach what the Jews were teaching? Christ That's, is a Jew. Again, we have to understand the Old Testament. No, no. Listen. Testament. Okay, look. The look. Old Testament were the laws. That's not an saying, Old Testament. First off, Jewish is Jewish people are also a heritage. Right, it's not just a, has, a faith; it's a heritage. These people had a bloodline. Sam, Sam has nothing to do with that. I promise you. Uh, it's, okay, it's, he's just he's simply saying if you're trying to look. He's just simply saying people were following. Sam, he's simply saying if you're trying to look like somebody, you should look like that person. So if I tried to dress like you right now, and I came out in something totally different, and I say, "Well, hey, I'm doing this because I'm trying to look like him," but I look nothing like you. You see what I'm saying? And then and then here's the thing: when you say that Christians mean follower of Christ. In the Bible, using the Bible, Christianity does not mean follower of Christ. Using the Bible, Christian is a slur aimed at believers of Christ to, to discredit them. The word and was in that hang word. On, hang on, hang okay, on, goes back hang to on, hang on. In Hebrew, about hang on, hang on. In Hebrew, the word was Messiahkim, which means little messiahs, people who believe in the bullcrap rhetoric of the Bible. Now this was a I didn't make this up. This is a term that but was what's the point? See, people just with these can things, I get but to that my doesn't point before you anything. ask me? Don't you think that's disrespectful for you to interrupt to ask me my point? Can I get there? And this is this is what I'm trying to say. So if you call someone a little Christian to make fun of them, a Messiah Kim. Now, on the flip side, if you say Christianity means follower of Christ, this is why I'm saying have you studied? Because the Bible itself, Christian is a slur to pick at Christians. Not because I made it up to make fun of Christians, but at the time, that was a slur to make fun of Christians. Christians grabbed onto it and said, well, fine, I'll be a Christian then. And this is why they call themselves Christians. It's not because it means follower of Christ. And if you studied the Bible, you will see this word being used as a slur to hurt Christians. So why say something that's untrue and you're a believer Again, that, reader of the Bible? That doesn't mean anything. Christians it are means followers. That you don't know what you're Christ. talking about. That's the problem. But you're saying if things that, asking you a question. What does it matter? Can, like Christians are followers matter. of Christ, right? A brother, Christian brother, is a follower does, of Christ. Brother, it means is that, you're not studying. That, that something new? Brother, it means that maybe you're not prepared intellectually or study-wise to have this type of conversation. It doesn't mean that you, it's nothing wrong with you being a Christian. But I'm saying if you're going to be answering people's questions about the Bible to this degree, it just means that you should study more. Because if but someone makes points that don't, it's pointless. Like you're all this, like a Christian is a follower of Christ. Is this new to anyone on the on here? Like that we're going to, brother, you should know what you're talking about. Is all I'm saying. Like you're making it way more complicated. And this no, is I'm not. Actually, I'm not. Again, why God said, I'm actually saying you should just know what you're talking about. Stumbling blocks into things because it's like this rabbit hole of like a Christian. All right, let me just answer Legacy's question. So when we talk so about the Old Testament, Jewish people were basically following the Old Testament. They wow. were following laws, right? They were under the law. 
Jesus came and said that we are not going to have you follow the law. There is a New Testament, a New Testament where you find faith through Jesus Christ, right? So he was basically setting a New Testament. People who follow that New Testament and put their faith in Jesus Christ as the only way to God and not the law are Christians. So that's Sam. why Christ is Sam. not a Christian. Christians are Christians Sam. because they put our faith in Jesus. Jesus is not going to put his faith in someone else because a Christian Sam. is a follower of Christ. That's Sam. not, I mean, Let me say does this. that... Let me say this, Sam. Everyone, that's like the religion. Like, Hold on. Let me say this, Sam. Let me say this. Let me say this. One of the first things that Christ said when he came and got about his father's business is he came to fulfill the law, not to change it. So everything that God has already ordained and written whether it was old he didn't come to change that because god has already said it so it did not matter regardless it did not matter regardless when jesus got here not what god had already said was going to be done he told you that he did not come to change but to fulfill Define fulfill. So therefore, everything that moved from the New Testament, I mean, from the Old Testament, it still proceeds to the day. God say, I am the same God that I was yesterday as I am today. Hold on, hold on, guys. I got somebody on the phone with a question. I got somebody on the phone with a question. Go ahead, sir. Okay, this this question is to Sam. Um, so what I can understand is that I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm gay and I'm an apostle and I'm still in ministry. I'm not going to step down from ministry. I'm gay and apostle. I have a husband. All of these things. If you, if, this is what I believe. If you believe that Christ, that, that Yahweh, that Yeshua, that Christ, I'm only loving God. Why do you feel that Christ would have to do such a small 
Yeah, so to answer the question, basically saying you don't feel that you can be gay and still have a relationship with the Lord. So basically, to answer the question, quick and easy, is naturally again, I would not want to do that. This is not something that in my in my spirit that I would just have done. I was changed. It was a transformation. It's having that real relationship with God that a lot of people think they have with Jesus. They're in church. They are doing all their religious things, but they don't have that real relationship with God. There's really less people who have that authentic relationship with Jesus that people realize, right? So when I had that real relationship with Jesus, he convicted me of my sin. Again, this is my experience. So when he convicted me of my sin, the person on the phone should mute their mic. The person on the phone should mute their mic. It's a lot of feedback. I can't hardly hear Sam. I can't hardly hear Sam. Go ahead, up. Go ahead. So I was just basically saying it was my natural um, need to just go ahead and do me. It's still echoing. But it was just my natural inclination to do me again. I can't keep talking with this. But this is just my experience. God walked me out of this one step at a time, held my hand, and that's it. Are y'all hearing that? I wonder if it's doing that for everyone. Am I am I echoing too, guys? It's just Sam. Yeah, it's just Sam. That's weird. I don't know. I wanted him to be able to answer the question, but I mean, the the guy calling his stuff was really raspy too. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, you sounded pretty good that time. Okay, so to go. To go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, he's Sam. So, so I had an encounter with God. Basically, long story short, I had a real encounter with God, and He convicted me of my sin through visions, through prophecy, through multiple things. It was like an ongoing thing in my life where I continued to talk to Him. I continued to see the fruits of the Spirit in my life and walk me out of homosexuality. I did not have, I didn't I, even know being gay was wrong for real. Like, I didn't have that until God came and convicted me. Like this was, and that's why it's so important to have that in my experience, have that real relationship with Christ because we can't know truth for ourselves. Our human mind is so limited. And this is why I always go so hard against people who feel like they have the answers and they know so much is because 50 years from now, they're going to invent something and they're going to know a lot more than we're going to know, right? A hundred years from now, we're going to look like cavemen to them, right? So we cannot go off of my intellect and my intellect this. There has to be an anchor in your life because if we're looking around and if we're going to libraries and if we're going to certain different things to find that anchor, we're never going to find it because culture changes, things change, intelligence change, research changes. You said someone mentioned something about there's no proof about Noah. Who knows if 50 years from now they find the ark? You know what I mean? Like we don't do not know these things. All we can do is have faith and have faith in something. And the most realistic thing that I found 
in my life was my experience, right? My lived experience with the living God, Jesus. So I, I'll say this right here, Sam. Like uh, when it comes to that, we say um, the mind is fallible and, and man's mind, we don't, we don't have it all. And you're right, but I would argue that we're using that same mind to believe in God, man. It's the same mind. It's the same head. The God that you believe in, you use the same head that you're telling me I shouldn't use with use to think. How fair is that, really? It, it's not. And even and we argue these type of points to make it seem like someone else should come to the belief because human minds are fallible. No, none of us are perfect. And yes, we die. And we say that okay, God, God is outside of that. We we didn't create ourselves. But then we argue that God created itself. And it's like we come up with these, these excuses that lets us keep God. Because if you say, well, Kevin, you didn't create yourself. Well, but who created God? Well, God created himself. But I can't create myself because I'm an intelligent being. And you can't have an intelligent being unless it's, unless it's created. But God is the most intelligent being according to literature, Christian literature, or anybody's literature for that, for that matter. Their God is the most intelligent being ever. And yet no one created him. He gets to just exist. Why? Because it's comfortable. We don't challenge that point because it's too difficult for us. We rather just believe God was just always here and he's always good and he knows everything. And this is our concepts of God. None of this can be proven. And so because we're, because we're fallible, because we're not bulletproof, this is, not, this is not a reason to believe in stuff before it's proven. Now, granted, you said 50 years from now, someone could find proof of Noah. And that's when it's okay to believe in it. The, the, way, the way we should live, believe in something when you have the evidence to support that. Now, imagine someone says, okay, Kevin killed someone. Now, you can't find the body and you can't prove the murder nor find the murder weapon. But isn't it true that 50 years later you could find it? So that's, that would mean go ahead and lock Kevin up because in 50 years we could find support and evidence. So let's all believe he's a murderer. That isn't that, that's not a good way to live. And, th and that's why we created a, a, a way to go about fact. Things should be measured. And yes, we might believe something right now is a fact that one day we have to undo. And that's that's what comes with living and researching. What you deem a fact today may not be a fact tomorrow because you found new information. And that's okay too. So yeah, if 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 in the future they say they're dumb compared to us now, that's okay too. But it still doesn't mean that we should believe. And stuff that we can't prove today simply because we're getting smarter. I would argue the latter, though. I would, if based on that argument, I would argue that we're actually not getting any smarter because we created computers that think for us. So because we created computers that think for us, when we're no longer challenging ourselves to evolve further, so our memory is getting worse. We're actually having a harder time remembering things such as phone numbers. You know, simply because we're not using our brain to the capacity that it should be used. If you stop using your muscle, it atrophies. It does not get stronger. So I wouldn't argue that humans would get stronger or better. I would say we might come up with more creations and technology. And if we're using that to say that we're smarter, then yes, sure. But if we're using that, then that means I'm smarter than my grandparents because I can read. But my grandmother knew what medicine was without CVS. She could plant herbs and stuff that I can't plant today. I wish my grandmother was still on this planet so I could get some data from her so I could actually live my life more healthier because she knew how to find herbs and things that I didn't know how to find. And guess what? I thought I was smarter than my grandmother then because I knew calculus. This is These are human man-made concepts that we use to make ourselves feel better about our world. Math, measurement, arithmetic, shapes, all these are made up. Learn, truly know how to navigate this world that's things that can't be that, that are not being taught in schools. So if we were to say 100 years from now we're smarter, 
Not true. We're losing the idea of what medicine is. Our idea of medicine is pharmaceuticals that someone takes from other drugs and give back to us that come with so many side effects. What was medicine 100 years ago? True herbs that did not have all those side effects. So to say that we're getting better, that's not always the case. And again, this is happening, having a God that is living. We're getting dumber while having a God that is living. Man cured leprosy. Man cured all these diseases that we desired, that we died from in the past. Not God. And so when you start looking at all these things, we're looking around constantly for man to find a cure. And then when man finds it, thank you, God, for helping him. I mean, it's cool, but I'm just saying if if before I believe in believe that God is alive, I need to see that God is alive. Like actually have God interact with me. That's it's that simple. I think the idea of faith is really strong. Well, Jesus preached faith and belief in Jesus, right? So having faith in God is the point, right? So yeah, we can find Noah's Ark, but again, people are still not gonna have faith, right? It's not like, that's not going, you have to experience God in your life, like you said. That's not true. Some people believe in God based off what they think is evidence. Again, you, you do the same thing. You believe that things in your life happen only due to the God you believe in, and therefore you believe. And the reason is because you made those things evidence for God, and that's okay. But I, I learned that when you use things, events that, that say that, that that's God, that you can be led the wrong direction because I'm looking at other people in religions who, who use events to prove God and they believe in a different God than me. So if events can lead them to a different God than my events have led me to, then it can't be the righteous reason to find God. I just feel like, again, with this conversation and overall, and someone you have to experience that God, gave God you have to actually go searching. I'm sorry? I'm just a commenter commented that God gave man intellect. These things cannot be proven or substantiated. We like to say these things to make us feel better, but that's just not the case. Prove wise. We cannot prove that God is giving man anything. You can't prove God. That's why we argue it. Just say you believe in God for whatever reason, and that's fine. And if someone doesn't, if you get upset and tell them their reasons for not believing in God isn't good enough, it is you that have the problem. Now, if it was me sitting here saying your reasons for finding God and believing in God is stupid, it would be me that has the problem. But I'm sitting here saying that I understand you have your beliefs. I think it's great that you have them. They're helping you get to the next level. But you're saying to me, you just think you're too smart. That's not fair. I'm respecting you as an individual. And that's why I say religion keeps you from seeing people and loving people for, and respecting them for who they should be. But you should keep your religion. Keep your religion because I'm not trying to have you take it. But you should respect my my stance and stop telling me that I something happened to me or I just don't want to believe or I never had a relationship. I'm not coming to that's, that's the thing that Christians do all the time. Y'all can easily say everyone else is going to hell for what y'all don't believe in. And that's easy for y'all to say in this Western world. But man, if you went to Pakistan, you the one going to hell and the majority of the people telling you that you going to hell. And that's how you're going to get treated by all of your peers. And you would say, well, dang, that's not fair because you have your Jesus. Do you think they should give you the right to go around telling everybody else they're going to hell? That's why religion is a problem, because that pisses people off and they're going to want to fight, fight with you and continue with you. Oh, now your, your, your religion. And now they're going to tell you that you're stupid for your religion because you're telling them that your religion is the reason they're going to hell. Y'all actually start this stuff. It's not the other way around. You don't see atheists on the side of the corner telling Christians they're stupid. You see Christians on the side of the corner telling atheists they're going to hell, a place they've never seen. 
Well, I can't speak for all person. Christians, but I don't tell people that. They not don't all know, Christians, right? but isn't it yeah. true that Christians do that? It's and, not and a lot of atheists right? spend a lot of their time trying to disprove Christians as well. So I mean, uh, again, it goes both again, ways. Again, the Literally, reason the atheist listen, uh, uh, the reason the atheist tries to disprove God. I think she's trying to talk. The the, uh, the reason the atheist tries to disprove God is because God has been taught to the atheist. No person said God doesn't exist before a person said God did exist. And here's the thing: if an atheist is trying to prove the non-existence of God. Let me tell you this, you're going about it the wrong way. You cannot prove the non-existence of a thing. If I were to tell you right now that an invisible elephant was in this room, you would not be able to prove me wrong, nor would you have any kind of way to. So when you guys say, don't, when you guys say prove that Jesus isn't true, it cannot be done. You cannot prove there's no invisible elephant sitting on my lap right now. You can't prove it. So I can't prove that invisible God is, is not sitting beside you, but it's, it's on the burden. The burden of proof is on the believer. If you say, I believe in Jesus and that Jesus is in this room right now and that Jesus speaks to me, the burden of proof is on the believer. Now, if I say I don't believe in God, I have no burden of proof. If I say I believe in invisible elephants, it's up to me to prove that. I can't now get mad at everyone else for not believing. You see what I'm saying? I just feel like we're going to end up, you can believe what you're going to believe. So you don't understand what I just said. I'm going to believe at the end of the day. I just think we just have to come at everyone with love. You understood what I just said. That's all I ask. Yes, I understand what you just said. agreement on each other's beliefs. Right. I understand completely what you just said. For me, again, everyone's going to believe what they're going to believe. It's called faith for a reason, right? We have faith in different things. I always say, just go off your experiences God is living. If you do have that relationship with God, feed that. If you don't, then find what you don't, what you believe. Like if you, if you don't believe in God and you believe in science or you believe in whatever you believe in, just at the end of the day, stand on that. You know, I mean, make sure that you can go to the grave with that because I know the God that I have in my life is real. And I know from my beliefs that if I were to die tomorrow, I would be okay. Like, Sam, everybody thing? who has religion, Sam, everybody who believe in whatever religion that they have stand on the same belief that you just said that they Some are willing to die, that they are willing, they are willing to die and chance it that is if their religion the right way or not. Because let me just say that I remember one time before I get ready to go, because we don't been on here three hours tonight. Yeah, I, I have to go too. Listen, I remember one time I, as I was sitting at home, Sam, and um, as you were talking about hearing a thought, because I'm finna, I'm, finna, I'm finna just say something. So one day I was sitting at home and I was isolated by myself and I was just thinking. And I asked my, I'm gonna say that a thought came to my head and I said, it hit me and it said, God say he's a jealous God. Thou shalt have no other gods before him. Now, me understanding, because I do believe in God, somebody higher and stronger than who I am. But by him saying that, it, it hit me. And it said, what if the biggest deception that has ever been created on earth is that that Satan actually got people 
to actually pray to a different God other than God, whether it's just Jesus Christ or whatever. What is the biggest, what is the biggest divide scheme is where people pray to Jesus and instead of praying to God? Now I don't know where did that come from in me because that 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 still rocks my world right now. That I hear people praying to Jesus who was told is to be the son of God and we ought to pray to him, to Jesus. But I don't think that God needs a, a, an interpreter to hear my prayer. I don't, I've never thought that God needs someone to translate what Antonio is speaking about. So when I hear people saying, You're breaking up. I'm breaking up. I cannot hear. What is that noise? Kevin, y'all still hear it? Yes, I, I hear you. Let me go out and come right back in. Well, I was just going to say why he's doing that. It's like when you take, um, when you say like, no, no man comes to God unless he's called and all this kind of type of stuff. And God has the, uh, God has the control because he has the plan. Take someone like myself. If I say I called out to God and didn't hear anything back, you can't be upset. It ain't my phone. It's not my phone. responding to me when I called out to God. You see, so if you say, Kevin, you never had a relationship with God, that's not my problem. That's God's problem because I tried to have a relationship from him and God ignored me. See, that's how that works. You can never blame a person for not believing in God. Their belief in God is not their fault because if God wanted them to, they would believe. What were you saying now, Legacy? I was just saying that while you went out, while you was fixing your watch. Right, right, right. But what I was trying to, what I was trying to, to get, said, what is the greatest scheme? Because you know, Christians, and I ain't talking about nobody on this channel, but I've heard many Christians when you go to, you know, questioning them and ask them to be more, uh, more revealing of why they believe this and that. One of the great, one of the things that I hear them say a lot of is the devil had the sense enough to come to the earth first and devise all of these schemes to get people not to believe in God. One of the things that brought me to trying to understand God more of was I couldn't understand how when we talk about Satan and how he actually was cast out of heaven, I couldn't understand with God knowing everything and God can foresee everything, how did he not see that Satan was not following his rule? That he was actually in the kingdom of heaven with God and God did not see that Satan was plotting to exalt himself above God. So that made me start to wonder about the power. Because I've seen twice already just by reading biblical texts to where the devil was cast out of heaven because he was disobedient. And not only was him, that it was legions of angels that were cast out of heaven. And then I turned around later and learned about the watchers who also went against God's will. And, and, and we're taught that angels are creatures that does not supposed to have free will. 
So with them not having free will as human beings, how is it that God didn't see that these entities were going against him? Right, or how is it that they able they, they were able to have their own will to disrespect God and be cast out in the beginning? Yes. So if, if, for, for Lucifer to say, exactly. my stars will be where God's stars are, this proves he had his own will. And for a third of the angels to be convinced to worship themselves outside of God, this proves they have their own will, but we'll argue that they don't have their own wills. You're, abs you're absolutely right. And this is why I say things. Right. If, you start, if you start reading the Bible and you actually put your thinking hat on, Reveal the, Bible, the Bible, the Bible does not come across as simple as you think it does. It actually raises a lot more questions than, than it doesn't. You know, um, I remember uh, when I was in church, man, I was reading the scripture, of course, where Jesus uh, was was on a journey. And he came across the fig tree and this fig tree um, didn't have any fruit on it. But the Bible was clear that it was out of season, so it shouldn't have fruit on it. But Jesus gets upset that the free did, tree did not have fruit. And it says it that Jesus was upset because the tree did not have fruit and Jesus cursed this tree. And it also says that the tree withered up in front of everyone, right? Now, Jesus says that I did that so you would know that if you say to a mountain, move, it'll move. And if you have faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, it'll move. But no, you did that because you were hungry because the Bible already told us what you did. You already did it because you were hungry and it didn't have fruit, so you cursed it. But you're telling the disciples that you did it for a different reason. This shows Jesus to be a liar right here. Now watch this. The very next book, period, the very next book, another disciples tell him the same exact story, right? You know, you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. So now Mark's telling the same story, right? He tells the story, and the fig tree is withered, and he's surprised that it's withered because yesterday when Jesus cursed it, it didn't wither. It was only withered today when we came back up on it. But Mark said, but Matthew said that it withered right in front of everybody's face. In front this of everybody. Is a contradiction. But then Christians will come up with all these reasons on why it's not a contradiction. But it Kevin, is a contradiction. Kevin, I ask people that I ask people those questions a lot about the contradiction. I'm like, how is it that those guys were actually right there with Christ at the same time? And each one of them have a different account for what they all see with their own eyes at the same time. Now watch this legacy. The brother earlier, Sam, said that the, this information was passed down and held and retained, right? Now watch this. These brothers supposedly saw the same exact scene and lived together in the same at the same time on the journey together and still told the story differently. Now this wasn't passed down. This was just two different people re re recanting yep. the same event. Couldn't even recant it the same. This isn't passed down. They can't even recant yep. the same story. Ask a Christian, how did Judas die? Did, did he, was he, did he hang himself? <laughs> did, he, did he buy some land and run on that land and fall and bust his guts open? How did Judas die? Because in one book, he hung himself and the, and, the, and the rope broke and he fell and plummeted. In the next book, he bought some land and fell on something sharp and cut his stomach open. Come on now, which way did he die? Is it, it cannot be both, and, but they'll argue that it's both. And so it's it can't be both. where you make this stuff true just so it can be true to you. But what we're trying to say is be honest with yourself. When you, when, you, when you read these books and the Bible says that if you take a Hebrew servant and you keep him for seven years, he is to go free after that seven years. But if he has a child with you, that child is yours forever. Don't argue that that slave is only a slave due to being indentured, an indentured servant and he owed money. Because the Bible clearly said, if that person, if that slave has a baby with you, you own that baby forever. 
that baby never borrowed money from him. So how, how is that slave an indigent servant? It is not, right? It is not. And the Bible says that if that servant wants to stay and stay with this child, he has to then say to his slave master, I, stay, I, I love you and I want you to be my master forever. He has to sell his freedom forever just to be a father because his master breeded him while he was in slavery. These are clear loopholes to maintain slaves. The Bible says yep. if you beat a slave and your intention is to not kill him and he lives for a day or two, you're not in trouble for that because you didn't mean to kill him. And the Bible's logic for you not meaning to kill him is that he survived for two days. If you meant to kill him, he would die right now. You know how many yeah. people tried to kill somebody and they actually made it for six months to a year in a coma before they died? According to yeah. the Bible, that's not attempted murder because they live longer than two days. Now, what kind of logic is that? If you beat your slave and they die and you wasn't trying to kill them, that's not a problem. But if you nope. beat your slave and they die instantly, that's a problem. Why is it okay to beat your slave? To them. Why is that okay? God, an all-knowing, all-powerful God subjecting people to other people and then justifying it. And then humans justifying it. And their justification is saying, oh, they're not slaves. That is a slave, man. That's 100% a slave. Listen. I don't know Kevin. none of that stuff you're talking about, Kevin, but if you ask me, is there a God? Yes, there is a God. Sure, I, 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 get, I get that. I'm talking about the Bible's literature and an all-knowing, all-loving God saying slavery is okay. These two things. Because I'm, I'm, I'm of NAM denomination. I have been raised, um, what is it, Baptist, Christian, and then my mom ended it off with Jehovah Witnesses. Sure. But I don't believe in NAM one, but I do believe in God, and there has to be a God for me to be where I, from where I was 15 years to now. My name is that same name you see. You Google it. You'll be like, there's no way. So, yes, there is a God. Somebody Again. could give me so much junk and you cannot tell me otherwise there is not a God. Again, I, I would say this. The Bible's interpretation for who God is, I do not accept. Nor do I accept anyone else's religion of God. Nor do I accept man-made concepts for God, but I have never denied the existence of something all-powerful. Do I call it God? No, because that word is man-made. God has never said his name was God. We've never heard the voice of this God. What so do you call it, sir? I don't call it anything. I don't have a name for it. Okay. The, the name God, he's saying, is a, a man-made name. So I, I, if you were to ask me what is yeah, God... Yeah, I, yeah, say, I heard him. I was just wondering what he called... Whenever the higher power he's making out there, what does he call it? Sure, sure, yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's understandable, definitely. Now, I don't, I don't have a name for that. Um, but again, if, if again, I'm, I'm, I'm philosophizing if, I, if I start talking about God. So, if you say, Kevin, then what is your idea of God? Because again, I didn't say that I don't believe that there's anything. My idea of God wouldn't be someone who who created a plan for me. Um, this is what my idea of God would be, guys. Let's just say that you have God. God is outside of existence. There's no other being that exists except for God, right? There's nothing else but God. And this is what the Bible teaches. God was first, right? Now, just say that because God is first and he has no person outside of himself to bounce things off of, God recreates himself in different ways. And he, he calls it an image of himself. So that's what we are. We are reflections yeah. of God, literally being God itself. <laughs> Witnessing the universe and, and, and having perspective of the universe being God. And the actual Bible itself 
says this, that you are gods. You are God. Made an image. Now, made watch, you, your it's children, true. right? You may say it said I made in his image. It didn't say nothing about oh, our God. You're, ma you're, made in, you're made in his image. Okay, so. I don't know. If, I think y'all be reading the Bible upside down. No, man. Because a lot of stuff y'all saying, I ain't never read that in the Bible. And I done read through the Bible three or four times. Well, remember that's several different verses. Again, man. Again, man. Like, what? Watch this. Watch this again. Okay, watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to make this clear. If I'm a painter, okay, and I draw a painting, okay, or I draw art, say every sketch, every hash, right, and it comes up with a beautiful masterpiece, are you looking at my art or me? Your art. Now, would that art exist if it wasn't for me? No. Is that art not a direct reflection of my talent and my skills? Yes. yes, but that still wouldn't make me a god. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't say it makes you a god. Listen, I said, no, let no, me man, tell no, you. Let me finish, if let we me go by what Hang you on, say, only time I felt like a god when I had my gun in my hand. That's what I'm not. It's like this Man, let me get my point. I'm almost there. Okay. So the way what I'm saying is that art is the artist. That art is the artist. So now again, I've never said that God was God, but what I'm saying is we are the all. Every one of us, not just humans, every animal, everything that has life is a reflection of the all. Now, imagine you're looking at a TV screen. You can see faces and people, but what you truly see is pixels, and those really small pixels make up all those people. That, that, that would be what I would compare to God, those small little pixels that without them, you would never have this experience. So when you look out at the world, the sheer fact that you can feel the world and experience the world, I would liken that to God. Not a person outside of me judging me. The sheer fact that I have existence and I can I can experience the world, that feeling in, a, in and of itself is what I would call God. Not a person outside of me, though. That's what I would call God. Not a person, but my experience. Do you know that's how Scientology breaks down God, too? No, I did not know that. Yeah, look it up. Okay. I can even actually send you some books that I have. No, that, that's okay. But I mean, Please. here's my thing now. Every other religion has different reasons for who God is, but what lines up with your with your way of believing in God is many other concepts of God the same. It doesn't mean that it's wrong or right. Okay. On that note, because like we've been here three hours. I was only planning on two hours, and we're over three hours. So I, I, I want to try to bring this to a close. Um, Kip, um, any, any final statements from Tiama Legacy or T-Savage? Yep, you tried my life with my pie. You tried all my life. <laughs> so don't ask me no more I want to say thank you, Kevin, for sharing your story. I know it takes a lot to come and discuss religion or the lack thereof. Uh, politics and religions are very sensitive subjects that people take very personally. So we appreciate you coming by and showing love. Definitely, Kevin. Uh -huh. you're, like, like I said, you're like a little big brother to me, and, I, and I've been following you for five years, and I still follow you, you know, and I like your acting now. He, yeah, he's acting now. He's doing a little skit on um, Instagram and, and YouTube. Um, yeah, I, I can sit and talk with you forever, because, you know what I'm saying, it's very enlightening to me, and like Legacy said, you know, education is, is, is power, and, um, and, I, and I'm just like a sponge. I just want to absorb as much as I can. Um, so if well, I, I want to say, guys, I, I am appreciative of Anthony, man. We go way back, man. I, I definitely uh, am appreciative of you. And I want you guys, all you guys listening, all you guys on the platform, 
I know that um, some of what I said can rub up against you in the wrong way, can ruffle feathers. My, my motto is that truth hurts. And I don't mean H-U-R-T-S. I mean H-E-R-T-Z is in the truth gives energy. The truth gives life. And I know that sometimes it just, it can rub up against us in the wrong way. Anthony knows I've, I've been on several, many interviews. Um, I, I do this all the, all the time. You guys can Google Kevin Wesley and you'll see that people have made videos about me to discredit me. It goes on. So it's, it is actually always difficult for me to go on these type of platforms and share with you guys my journey because I get laughed at and, and made fun of, so to speak. But I just want you guys to know I don't come on here to offend you guys. While you may see people chuckling at some of the things I say, I would never do that to them. I come here because I love y'all. And I feel like if I don't share my story, it just won't be heard. So I subject myself to all of this ridicule uh, just so you guys can have an opportunity for enlightenment. So thank you guys for having me. Uh, I'm not offended at any of your chuckles. I know how it can be when you are hearing information that you frankly are not privy to. We have this tendency to get arrogant and think that we have learned and been exposed to everything. So when someone says something different, we chuckle as if we actually did the research to prove them wrong. It really shows exactly. our own intelligence, and that's why I don't get mad about it, because in the end, you will learn from that and realize that's just not the way to move. But again, thank Kevin. you guys for having me on. Um, Kevin. Again if you want to have me on. Yes, sir. You ever heard of the gentleman, um, Mr. Hagen? I have. Mm -hmm. I love Mr. Hagen, and, and he was actually, before I even um, seen you on Facebook, he was one of the first guys. I never forget being up three three thirty in the morning. I was going through um, YouTube and I ran across, you know, him speaking differently about religion. Absolutely. And the, I remember one night I, I stayed up an hour and forty two minutes listening to his sermon about knowing the ark and things of that nature. And those things have always. And then when you actually get other people may not call it food because they're not ready to accept another form of thought because we've been programmed to think this way about religion. But when you come to uh, understanding or ready to accept something different because your soul is crying for some answers and to hear him say that motivated me more to dig a little deeper than what I've actually, um, I think his name, um, Kevin, what is that? Huh? Ray Higgins. Ray Higgins. Mm -hmm. And I tell anybody, if you really want to get some insight on things, don't just take my word for it. Go, there are plenty of people out here that thinks outside of the box and outside of the parameters of what we've been given to, to think on. And when I look at life now, because I'm not inside of that box anymore, I see things so much clearer and Yes, I do still give credit to me waking up every morning to God or a higher being that allows me to be here because I know I didn't do it. But what I do know is he also wants me to go out and seek and find truth and not just allow man to manipulate my mind and empty out my pockets for them to live a certain type of way as they spoon feed me what God says the Lord. I agree. Kevin, um, let everybody know where they can find you um, on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever they can find you. Sure. Uh, Kevin Wesley B, The Evolution on Facebook. Uh, Kevin Wesley B, uh, underscore rise on Instagram and The Truth Factory on YouTube. And, and guys, if you go to uh, YouTube, The Truth Factory, I have 
so much content, so many podcasts and interviews, hours and hours and hours of content where um, I didn't do it with the intention to teach, but I was simply blogging my journey. And now there's just several hours and hours of, of my thoughts up there. So um, I probably said all I can say about religion and why I don't believe in it. So you guys could actually just go look at those videos. Um, again, um, I, try, I try to always give clarity into my thoughts and be clear. Um, even followed a lot of the inf information up with uh, multiple videos and content of that nature because I don't want to simply be just saying, telling you guys don't believe and stuff. I want you to use your own mind and wherever you come to is where you end up. You know what I mean? But use your mind, family. Don't, don't simply just allow yourself to be convinced and told what you should believe and what you do. Um, I believe that we all get one life and in this one life, you should use your abilities to find truth, man, and find your way. And don't let somebody else keep continuously to tell them, telling you what your way should be or look like. Again, thank you on that. Um, ATL, ho. Good night. Good night, guys.